4: Connecting to the big show.
2: In three, two, one.
4: To the people that have done this, your time is running out. You will be found and you will be dragged before court.
2: The small businesses we know in every sector that are being hit here. Do we want all those
3: local little cafes gone?
4: Our differences should be celebrated. It's something to embrace. Different backgrounds, different races. (laughs) We're the one for Cork and ready to talk. Can we just talk?
2: Call 818 96 96 96.
4: Extra WhatsApp 83 396 96 96.
2: Email opinion at 96FM.ie.
4: The lines are live. Let's kickstart the conversation. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan
2: on Corks 96FM.
5: Well, we welcome home our silver medalist from the European boxing championships, our boxers did so, so well out there. Seven medals our most successful boxing team ever sent to an international event and one of them was Kildare native Christina Desmond, who won a silver in her division and of course Kelly Harrington, Amy Broadhurst and Aoife O'Rourke got gold and Christina and Caitlin Friars got silver and there were a few more bronzes added on Bodes well. Congratulations to Christina Desmond and uh, tell her we were saying hello, won't you? Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Good morning. Text to WhatsApp is 96 And your email opinion at ninety six fm ie. Man who made me laugh the most the weekend was our own Graham Norton. I can't stop. I just can't stop watching his summing up of the whole Boris Johnson situation. I can't stop watching it, but I can't repeat it and I can't play it because it probably get me sacked if it is. But it was the line of the weekend, politics-wise. Good morning, Monday morning. John, sorry, so sorry to hear what happened, John Murray, but my first question, is everybody okay? Are you all right physically? Good morning to you.
6: morning, PJ. Yeah, every look, my daughter and myself are okay. Um... Yeah. Look, I, it, look, everything's still raw for me right now as well. So um, I wasn't expecting to be on here this morning.
5: I know, and thank you so
6: much for being with me, what <laughs> happened, John. Um, I was like, I was sitting there watching TV with my door, and next thing, um, it was just all you know. I was just trying, just had to get my door out, and the uh, the roof was um coming up with smoke at the side of the event and next thing you know it was just get my daughter out uh to safety. Look, it's not just me that's affected by this, it's the two neighbours either side of me as well, which I have really good neighbours and the estate. Um everyone is very friendly and you know, it's a it's a community led yeah. estate. Um but it's not just me. I just wanna highlight that this isn't just me. Yeah. I've lost my home. But the people either side of me are affected as well. Um yeah. and this you know, it's it's not just one. It's not just one house. It's it's people either side of me as well. And I know I keep I've said that no a couple of times, but it's not just me.
5: Okay, you're in uh I recognise your face when I saw you on the paper and do a bit of DJing around the place. I recognise your face. Um, and the house you were watching a movie with Sophie Ray. Yeah. 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 And the next thing
6: you know. Yeah. And the next thing I'm watching my house. Um. I'm watching my house burn down. Yeah, uh, it's it's still it's it's still it's it's just surreal right now. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But look, yeah. anything, any anything that's that's that look right now, it just it can be rebuilt. Do you know what I mean? But it's going to take a long time. You know. Where are you staying? Yeah. Um, I'm staying with look a lot of people. My phone hasn't stopped ringing since this happened, and everyone's. Been so, so kind and supportive, um, offering me to stay at their place. Um, I'm just staying with family and friends right now. And um, my mum has been very supportive, everybody has. Everybody has, um, everyone's offered me a room, even in the, the state that we're, where I live you know. Um, yeah, everyone, like it's, I, I'm not going to be out in the street, you know. Like I said, everyone's just been supportive, yeah.
5: yeah. You got an awful fright, I'd say. How's, how's little Sophie Ray? She got a terrible fright, I guess.
6: Uh, I yeah she did um you know kids kids do things in a different way um but look, I've been keeping an eye on her, and so was our ma'am um and she seems to be okay um but again things things manifest in after you know, but at the moment she seems okay, and, our and I mum and myself are just keeping an eye on her good uh, good yeah uh,
5: so I, you, I, are you a, I are you a council tenant or what's the story, John No. Oh no
6: I had my own home it was my own home I worked uh, I worked very very hard to get that house you know it was my forever home Um, it was just perfect you know Um, it was a pleasure to walk into the house every day and no matter what was going on outside I turn the key I walk in and it was just sanctuary it was was a pleasure to live there you know
5: yeah I know you love the neighbourhood and there's a GoFundMe you've been set up and I think you've been blown away by the way people have been so good
6: I have um, my my friend, um, a very 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 close friend of mine, set it up because um, he knows you know what I had in that house and he knows what I um, what I've gone through to get it, um, and he he set it up and he he told me he set it up after he I think he was half half worried in case I'd freak out. Um, I'm not I'm, I'm not used to taking things from people. I I do everything myself. I'm very independent. Um, you know I'll be the first one to. To help anybody and it's kinda it's 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 tough me um you know, me accepting, you know, these kinds of things, you know. So um yeah, everyone's really told know. me, Look
5: now is, now is you, got
6: yeah you, you've been
5: good to people, you have a reputation for being good to people, John, and now is the time to let them be good to you. We're gonna share that GoFundMe um on our on our twitter i appreciate it okay Can we, do, do you know what do you know how it started mate or what what
3: uh, had
6: the fire there it's an investigation ongoing um so i could say one thing and you know they could come up with different findings so right now there's you know like i said there's um there's, there's an investigation going ongoing so i i i could like i said i could say one thing and they could say another i know but um i know do you, I just have to wait now and see, see, yeah, uh, see what the report says and stuff. Yeah. You know, you got insurance
7: and stuff uh, like that.
6: Yeah, I have, but um, I don't think um, like for what I had inside the house, I, I, everything, oh, everything no. had a story in my house. You know, even a, a telly, uh, a cup. Um, everything always had a story. Yeah. You know, um, my daughter has lost um, all her toys. It was her birthday there on the twenty-sixth September? She lost all her toys and she rang me the next morning after it happened and, and she was in bits you know I think it, it sort of hit her then um, but like I said look everything that I had in, in that house I worked hard for um, my daughter loved her room my daughter loved the house you know it was, she had plenty of space um, it was yeah so um, she spent as much time with me as, as she did with her mum you know her mum was very uh, very good to her um, and it was you know it was it's just tough you know <clears throat>
5: Yeah, her toys and her clothes, and she spent a yeah. lot of time there with you. And, oh, that's it's 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 heartbreaking. And you 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 try and do your best, and you do you you work so hard for the stuff you have, and then it's gone. And like you said, you know, insurance might 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 replace the building, and it might repair the the damage, but the stuff, the memories, yeah,
6: yeah. pictures, um like I said, teddies, toys, like I would always be taking my daughters places and, you know, I'll get her a teddy or, you know, like I said, everything always had a story, um, behind it. Um, just, just as there's, there's look again, material things you can, you can buy, but like I said, like them, them kind of things, teddies, toys, pictures, albums, you know, yeah. they're the things that I, I hold most sacred, you know? know? Um, and I, and I always tell Sophie, you know everything, you know, and I make a fuss of everything. This is her toy. This remembered so when we got this, when we went here, you know. So, um, it's kind of tough to lose all that kind of stuff, you know.
5: It is, it is but you know, you're both okay and you're both safe, and you can make loads more memories like that. We've got to go from me shared. Is there anything you need straight up? I know you, you all your clothes are gone, everything. Anything you need straight up? Anything we can try and get? You no,
6: know, it's like. Um, I I I've, I've brought a few bits and pieces there because I when I when everything happened I was still in the same clothes the next day as what I walked out of the house with uh, on my back um but look I said everyone everyone's been so supportive everyone's rang me to see what they what, what they can do or what they can give um I I always knew I had friends um but I didn't realize I had this amount of friends and I, and you know it's it's overwhelming you know um mm-hmm but look it's like I said this isn't just about me it's about the people living next door either side of me as well they've they've been put out of their houses now as well mm. you know for the, for a good while until the repairs are done in their house Um. so you know it, it's gutting got me as much as my house is gone it's them people that have been put out as well you know sure. um, John listen to yourself
5: this is why people are lining up to help you fella because even even at a time when your own house is gone you're thinking about other people that that's that's why people are lining up to help you you know that don't you
6: yeah look again it's just it's just my nature you know like it's you know it's 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 not just about me you know mm. i can i can look at my house and 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 then say oh well my house has gone up without seeing the, the effects that it's had on other people yeah. um uh, but look, I, I just want to say again, like everybody in this state, the state where where I live and the surrounding areas, Middleton, the amount of people that have um, that have that have come to me um, offering help, um, and even the fire brigade, you know, they 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 knew my house was gone, but they were trying to save the houses either side, and I want to I want to thank them as well for their quick response, um, because it could have been a lot lot worse uh, for the other neighbours as well, you know, um, so I just want to give credit to them. They were very very quick. Okay. And they did the best they could, you know. All
5: right. Well, mate, you take care of yourself and take care of that lovely little girl. And clearly, this, this I is a to. beautiful picture on page three uh, of the Echo. You're you're really close. The two of you from that picture. There's a GoFundMe yeah, which we've shared, and here's hoping that everything gets sorted. And yep you you can't you can't replace the memories, but you can make new ones when it all gets sorted out, John. I wish you well. Okay. And Thanks an, very much, There's Anything really we can do, you know where we are.
6: I will. I, I, if I, I when when the, when the house is built, it'll be will be a positive story. Then you know. All right.
5: We'll we talk then, John. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Cheers. That's John Murray. Um, what do you say to a guy who's lost his house and his clothes and his possessions and his kids' die They're okay. They're fine. Two of them. But what do you say to a guy who's lost practically everything that means anything? Yeah, the insurance will rebuild the house, and he'll be able to go back in there and live there again. Thankfully. Think of all you've lost. Remember a few years ago at Christmas, it was at Stephen's Day, there were neighbours of ours, old neighbours of ours from Carrigaline, uh, lost. Oh my God, they had a house fire. And if you've ever had a friend or a neighbour or someone you know who's suffered a house fire, it's the most awful thing to walk into the following day when the fire is out and yet yeah, everyone is safe, everyone is okay. But my God, you, it's it's the worst thing you can you can walk into. I've had the, I've had, I've done it a couple of times, and I've walked into people's houses after a fire, and you just stand there and you go, where do you start? Oh wait, one 96, Those that GoFundMe shared on on our Twitter right now.
4: The Cork Diary On Cork's 96FM The Cork Diary
8: is a free service So if you're a community group, a not-for-profit organisation, or you have a fundraising event you would like mentioned, let us know and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email the details to Diary at 96FM.ie The
4: Cork Diary
2: With CorkSimon.ie Because everyone who calls Cork home should have one
4: Cork's 96FM Right, well there's something
5: for you on the show this week uh, we've teamed up with cork dental care on union key with some home whitening stuff to give away a Philips zoom home whitening kit every day this week cork dental care helping you to achieve an award-winning smile all the info you need on cork dot what we have is cork moments that made you smile and you need to just tell me who's talking Simple as that. Just tell me who's talking, and I'll take your answers on text or WhatsApp throughout the morning. Play this a few times. 83 396 96 96. The name of who's talking and your name to that number, and we'll pick a winner around five to twelve.
9: Well, this is a virtual hug for you. I have it caused because cause of the coronavirus.
5: Who is that? I mean, that couldn't be easier, like.
9: Well, this is a virtual hug for you. I have it because cause of the coronavirus.
5: All right, tell me who that is and your name. 083 396 96 96. We'll pick one around 5 to 12 for our daily winner with Cork Dental Care. 0818 96 96 96. I don't know when it was the last time you got a taxi. Thankfully, I don't have to get a taxi home from town anymore because I've got the bus that stops just outside my front door. So, but the last time I got a taxi home, I I had to get a taxi home. I remember standing for ages and ages and ages. And Cirsha, now they're supposed to take cards, but you tell me
10: they're not. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, PJ. What happened? Uh, Yes, yeah, so something I've noticed quite a bit recently, uh, it, it's, it's something that's been going on for um, a few years now, but it's it's um, more, I, I suppose it's more important now given the recent change in, in the laws. So, yeah. Um, a lot of taxi drivers don't accept car payments, which means that you have to pay them by cash. And and the exception to that, really, for most taxi drivers is if you book through an app, um, one of the taxi apps uh, that's out there. But um, uh, in most cases nowadays, if you're booking during a, a, a busy period, such as, you know, a Saturday night at you know, between midnight and 3am or things like that, um, then in most cases you won't um, get a taxi through oh, the app. Because I, the, I, I,
5: uh, you'll, you might as well be howling into the breeze as trying to get a free a free now taxi on that time of night. Absolutely. Or well, any exactly, app.
10: Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, and I remember one time I tried for about an hour through the app and then I decided to go outside and see if there was anything and I got one very very quickly to be fair and um uh the taxi driver who i got i said it to her and she said that um she said we don't take bookings on on the app at night time or during busy periods because um they take a high percentage of the the fare you know that would be fair enough but if they if they accept a card it would make a difference So on the first of september basically um the law changed so that taxi drivers now have to give um, their customers, the uh, passengers, the option between card or cash payment. Yes. So yes. they have to accept both, and it gives customers the choice. Because I know plenty of people who prefer to pay by cash, but I also know plenty of people who prefer to pay by card. I'm one of those who prefers to pay by card because I don't like to carry cash on me. Um but it's obviously up to each individual person's choice. Uh, yeah. That's how it should be. Uh, but uh, there's a huge amount of taxi drivers still that are not accepting um, card payments. Now, I was kind of, although we could, although we knew for a long time that that change was going to come, I was kind of forgiving of it at the start for the first few weeks. You know, if people were just trying to, if drivers were just trying to, you know, get their systems in place and things like that, I can understand a bit of a, a leeway period there. But, um, you know, it's, it's almost too much now since um, since that law was changed and there's many of them that aren't accepting it and uh, as, as I um, pointed out previously the uh, one of the issues that there is is that um, uh, as soon as you mention uh, card a, a few a few of them will just immediately hit the accelerator and speed oh, off you really?
5: know now, yeah you you, yeah. you
10: tell us you were on the grand parade in the pouring rain.
5: And did three or four of them actually just refuse to take you?
10: Uh, so a few of them stopped, I went over and um, I said where I was going and they said um, card or cash and I said card please and then they immediately just sped off, you know, the, the, like no option. So they
5: asked you was it card or cash and then the minute you said card, gone.
10: Exactly, yeah. And, and I wasn't, like, even if I didn't mind paying uh, cash, I, I wouldn't have minded to pay cash if I had cash on me, but I didn't. Uh, even if I had cash on me, um, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to go, actually, you know what, it's okay, I'll, I'll pay you cash, it's fine. You know, because at that stage, they had just, uh, they had just sped off immediately. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost as, as they know that they're doing something they shouldn't do because that didn't give me the opportunity to either uh, question that or even to, you know, take their license number or something like that because they it, had gone off so quickly. You know, yeah. um, so that's an issue. I mean, the, the thing is that it just leaves uh, so many um, uh, people vulnerable uh, at night. You know, the, yes. You know, um, and, and that's not a great situation to be in. There was a few people who said that uh, you know what they do is they just uh, they just say that they'll pay cash, and then once they get to their de- destination, they'll say, "Oh, actually, I'm paying card instead." And and that's you know that's fair enough. But the reality is that for some people, that might Put them into a difficult situation if they sure. happen to have a driver who then got aggressive or something, you know. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not really always easy, uh, depending on your circumstances, to to do things like yeah. that, you know. And the the uh, technology you know, is relatively
5: easy now, Siasha, because if you go down to the marina market or go down to any farmer's market, you on on a Saturday or Sunday, you'll see people taking card payments there in, with with their mobile phone and a small little pad. So, so it's not like it's high tech
10: no absolutely and 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 um exactly and, and actually the the industry i work in, in, in is um a part of um part of the company I work for is that we we sell um, you know p o s systems and things like that so I understand how easy and uh, reasonably cheap it is to actually implement those there's only a a little bit of a um uh, a percentage um, commission that the credit card companies take on a transaction fee and things like that, you know, so I I understand that they're losing out on that, but you know, ultimately um, you know, the law changed and, and um, I, I think that should be respected, so, to give customers the choice you know, yeah. passengers the choice. Com- coming up much. to the
5: jazz weekend yeah. now, this weekend coming and of course we're only, what, nine weeks just under nine weeks to Christmas taxis will have their busiest time and you'd hope that people will be able to pay by card if they
10: want to. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even if you're paying cash, um, it can take you a long time to get uh, a taxi because there's such a shortage of them at the moment. So for those who happen to not have cash on them or, you know, because they might feel vulnerable and don't feel comfortable with carrying cash um you know it, it's it's the <laughs> most it's the more vulnerable people there that are going to um going to lose out and um you know it, it's not um it, it's it's never an ideal situation but especially if it's um you know a busy period and you're trying to get home you know you could be you could be waiting for a taxi longer than the whole night yeah. that you've spent out you, you know and, uh,
5: and you could you could end up in trouble, end up,
10: if nothing else
5: soaking wet and frozen trying to get home, if you're not lucky enough to live, thank you sirsha if you're not lucky enough to live on the, the 220 bus route as I do I don't need taxis anymore which is great, uh, but at the same time trying to get one is a nightmare and this thing according to the transport for industry whatever, who regulates all this kind of stuff um, they were supposed to accept card payments, all taxis are supposed to accept card payments since the 1st of September it's a condition of their license renewal if I remember correctly, since the 1st of September that they are able to carry and accept card payment, so why aren't they, any taxi driver they're all out in the ranks this morning waiting for a bit of work any taxi driver want to tell me why they don't want to take cards if anyone is refusing to take cards, tell me why um I, I'd love to know I, I'd be interested and I'm, I'm not looking to have a row with you um but I'd be interested oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six or zero eight three three ninety six ninety six ninety six it is the law now as we understand it here, it is the law that taxis must accept payment by card or using your phone or whatever. So why aren't they? Why did Saoirse have a couple of drivers drive away from him last week in the Grand Parade in the pouring rain when he said he wanted to pay by card? Just saw this post on Facebook over the weekend from the Red Cove Inn pub and they said, only drinks purchased on the premises may be consumed on the premises. We reserve the right to refuse admission to anyone found consuming their own drinks. Bag searches may be carried out and I had to laugh and the reason I had to laugh is because people are horrified that this seems to be a new thing I can remember the number of, how will I put this the number of young people going into pubs in the 80s and the 90s with bad coughs, so bad that they'd go nowhere without a cough bottle, I mean they wouldn't go anywhere without a cough bottle, they always took their cough bottle into the toilet with them if you know what I mean, so this isn't new, but it's unusual that a pub po- will actually put up a poster or a Facebook post saying that they might search your bag if they have suspicions. Let's see what the VFI says next.
4: Here at Corks ninety six FM, we're celebrating our seven Imro Radio Awards. We won
2: gold for Best Breakfast Show.
4: Silver for Best Entertainment Presenter. Best Radio DJ and Best News Story.
2: Bronze for Music Station of the Year. Radio Moment of the Year. And Best Interactive Speech Program.
4: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. From your EMRO award-winning station.
5: Corks 96 FM. And, uh, says, sure, I always bought drink with me years ago to a pub. It was something we all did. Um, I, I Look, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to quote this The nagging in me knickers I, I'm not I don't, They're not It's not my expression So don't cancel me But there was a nagging in the knickers I'm Going into many a pub But now It's happening to the point where people Are having their bags searched Let's call in Michael O'Donovan uh, F- F- VFI, of course, proprietor of the very fine Castle Inn let me just check that, Michael, with you first is it legally the right of a publican to search a person's bag on suspicion of carrying in their own drink? Morning
11: Good morning PJ, yeah look um, we're actually finding that out this morning PJ but we think it, it is, to be honest um, if you're entering a uh, premises and if you want to bring your own product in um, the publican has a right to refuse so under those grounds we think it is legal to do it but we're just getting 100% clarification this morning on that um, but look, it's, it's not a new phenomenon, it's been going on as long as I remember, I'm in a pub, uh, people bring in um, or try to bring in you know, their own uh, products but I suppose where we are right now and what we're seeing is you know, the costs associated with running a pub is just skyrocketing at the moment and You know, if we're providing sports on television or, uh, in instances, you know, music, there's big costs associated with this. So if people aren't supporting their local pub by buying the product while they're being entertained in the premises, you know, unfortunately, uh, we're seeing, look, there's posts up of places that are closing and riding out this economic storm. People will be drinking their own product, but unfortunately, they'll be at home and not in their local pub.
5: And you know, it was funny in the 80s and 90s and I always remember when I was DJing and, and playing karaoke and stuff in pubs you, you, you saw the woman who came in and all she was drinking all night was 7-Up but she was Langer's. Do you know what I mean? We, all, we, all, we laughed at it.
11: Yeah, and look PJ, over the years shouldn't. There, 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 there is always people <coughs> excuse me, my voice is a bit husky today um, that, that do that but you know, where we are right now, we understand people are under pressure as well with costs of living, but look, business is under severe pressure at the moment. Yes. Uh, people say, you know, pubkins are earning lots of money. If we were, we wouldn't have seen 384 pubs close in the last 16 years here in Cork. You know, the the, the phenomenon of doing this is, is well and so truly over.
5: At, look at bunnies gone at the weekend. I mean, we thought bunnies was indestructible.
11: Yeah, it's... Look, it's uh, it's it's affecting everybody. PJ, the the costs that are associated, as I say, energy has gone up three, four hundred percent. Those doing food have seen chickens gone up by nearly thirty-five percent. Beef has just gone through the roof. So costs have just gone. Mm. skyrocketing in the last uh, number of months.
5: Yeah. Funny you should and say that actually even something that is generally the cheapest thing to put out on a counter in a basket, the, the humble chicken wing which is dirt cheap to buy they've gone up, even even chicken wings have gone up.
11: Like. Yeah, everything has gone up PJ, it's just the the cost of producing it, your gas in your ovens um, it's it's all skyrocketing at the moment. So look, we're just asking people, please, to be conscious of this when going out because if you don't support the local business, unfortunately, the local yeah. business won't be there to support you sure. in times as well. So, S- so you're getting uh, legal
5: guidance today uh, on the searching of bags. Uh, w- will you publish that guidance?
11: Yeah, look, our head office, soon we, look, we've asked a question this morning, so once we get it, um, I suppose, be it this evening or tomorrow it will be sent to members after that Okay,
5: okay. on a positive note Michael, jazz weekend coming the whole town seems to be buzzing for the proper return of the jazz last, if you remember last year, of course you remember last year you all opened and then come Christmas we were all shut down again for what, 8 o'clock yeah. we hope against hope that won't happen this year so it'll be the first proper jazz in three years
11: yeah, look, last year we were open, but it was table service, as people remember. I think a lot of people were frustrated last year. They came into town early Saturday, Sunday, premises were full. Um, but look, this year it's a totally different scenario. We're, we're open as normal. There'll be um, people able to come into the bars, stand, dance, sing, be happy. So look, we're really looking forward to this weekend. and. Thursday night we have the launch of it here in Cork so it'll be a huge occasion Um, and Antisioch is opening it this year for us so um, look we're all really looking forward to it but the one thing I would say is you know to people that are going out this year probably we have a very young workforce working across the hospitality sector just be a bit patient with them this weekend because this will be the first weekend that a lot of them will see this level of demand, so we'll be just asking people to bear that in mind.
5: There's a the thing, Michael, uh, and I'll bring up with you. I, I was out recently um, with a few friends in, in a pub, and and the place was relatively busy. and And there's a skill, and I call it a skill because you'll remember it. Now. There was always the person who'd been doing bar work since they were old enough to walk. And they could start at one end of the bar, and they could remember my order, and while they're pulling my pint, they could take two more. That skill seems to be gone, and that's because so many people are using it now as transient employment, and we need to get patient. The days of the bar person who's been doing it since they were a child and can remember ten orders off the top of their head, those days are gone.
11: Yeah, look, it's, it's a new challenge for a lot of them, and this weekend will we bring those challenges, but look, um, they have been trained in, they're, they're all doing their best, so look, all we're asking is for people to be okay. patient this weekend, because as I said, this will be the first big weekend where, uh, that demand will be put upon them, so look, we're just asking people to be patient, be patient. and cognizant of it be nice. this weekend. Be patient, be patient, be nice. Be nice. Yeah. If, every, everybody that's working in a premises is somebody's son and daughter and look you'd be I suppose hopeful that someday if you have a son and daughter you'd like them to be treated with respect so uh, that's all we're asking for is please respect the the staff and be kind to them this weekend they're doing their best.
5: And then heading up in the, the, the nine weeks, well after next week only eight weeks to Christmas are you optimistic that things will pick up? I know the cost of living is awful and the cost of energy is worse but are you confident things might pick up?
11: Yeah, look, we're, we're, we're seeing, you know, and hearing from our members that bookings are very strong for the month of December. Um, so we're hopeful that it will be a good month. Um, and look, for the next nine weeks there's a there's a bit of a run into Christmas so we're, we're hoping people get out enjoy themselves um, of course we're conscious of the cost of living but look, I suppose this is the make or break point for a lot of businesses because they have to make their money in the next nine, sure. ten weeks sure. to survive the nine or ten weeks that come in January, sure. February to take you through to there's Easter time There's and a very fallow
5: period between, between New Year's Day and St. Patrick's Day
11: Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a, a tough period but um, look, I suppose we we have to get through the next ten weeks first before we'll turn our attention to that.
5: Well, let's 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 hope you have a good ten weeks. It's great to see the the publicans getting through this as best they can. Michael right. Dunne from the Castle Inn and VFI getting legal advice today on the searching of bags because look, it's not a joke anymore. If you're bringing in a, a nagging into the pub and sneaking into the toilet to to top up your drink every so often, well, you know what? That's all right. That might be, you might think that's fun, but really when the young person at the end of the counter or behind the counter, when there's not enough money there to pay them at the end of the week you've kind of contributed to that as well but it's as old as the hills and it will continue, but it'll be interesting to see what the legal advice is, like a body search and a bag search are two entirely different things in the law um, so it'll be interesting to see what the what the legal advice is and, and the VFI said they'll publish it, which will be interesting Then again, why pay 7 euro for a glass of wine when you can have three of them in your large handbag? I know, I, I, I get that. The price of drink is awful high. Wicked high. Particularly wine. Now, wine is an awful price. Oh, and I've, as a fellow who likes a glass of red wine, and I'll have it at home, and I might have it if I go out for dinner, but God I'm wasted. the price of red wine, white wine in a, in a pub has gone bananas. Linda says, we always did it years ago. We did, we did. <laughs> On taxi drivers paying by card, Possibly there's a couple of reasons They probably have to pay fees When paying by card Somebody might be trying to trick the system The social welfare system Or trying to trick the revenue Maybe, it could be any one of those reasons But the simple fact of the matter now Is if you're driving a taxi You are required since the 1st of September To accept payment by card So why don't they? Dogs are being stolen Um, Dogs are always getting stolen but they, it, it's 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 taken a twist now. It's it's happening again. And there's a bit of a spate of it going on. And they're being robbed from the actual, from private houses. But they've been robbed also from the CSPA, from the dog's home. I'll get an update in, hold on. Oh, do it now. Actually, I do it now. Sorry, lads, I was just checking my list here. Vincent Cashman is down at the Cork Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Vincent, dogs being stolen have always been with us. It's always happened. But you've had dogs taken from your pound. Good morning. Good morning, PJ.
12: Yes, we had. There was um, two individuals broke into us last Tuesday night and uh, stole three dogs. Now, thankfully... I suppose, between pressure from the public looking and um, particularly from the guardy, two of the dogs turned up. Right. Nice. No, not here, but the, the uh, it was actually on another person's premises, but the two dogs turned up. So, but we're still hoping that uh, Margaret will, will resurface. Margaret. Yeah. What is she? She's a kind of a Patterdale mix. The, the the three dogs that were taken would have been taken because primarily they would be hunting dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Your pound is not easy to get into, Vincent. No. You'd want no. a bit of skill. I mean, it's well-locked and
12: well-fenced. So how did they get in? They actually cut the fence. Whoa. They use ball cutters on the fence, and uh, bolt. No, the locks, the barrels on our our locks are, are half an inch thick. Yes, and they got through those. Yeah, that's someone determined. Yes, and I mean for for the, the 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 simple thing with the dogs that we see in here, primarily say Lurchers and Terriers that we get have been, for want of a better term, have been tried and tested in the field and. A lot of them are no good for hunting. Yeah. So, uh, d- hence the reason we see them.
5: Yeah. That's the, that's the problem. My 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 daughter is a is a veterinary nurse, and and she has a she has a, a great love for lurchers. And she said, Dad, she said, people think lurchers are hunting dogs. Most of them are idiots, pure idiots. Yep. Do
12: you know. <laughs> and I mean, take, t- taking them from here is is again. Pounds, charities are full of lurchers all over the country. Which is a, they're, they're a, And they're a gorgeous dog. They're a beautiful pet. Yeah, they make it gorgeous. But if you see, it's it's some people think that automatically that they have the, the fastest or the most skilled hunter when they look at a lurcher. That's not the case at all. <laughs> a pure, old, a pure egypt most They're couch potatoes. The vast majority <laughs> of
5: them are couch potatoes. Absolutely. But actually, there's a thing. We're reading at the weekend, Vincent, and and sadly, a lot of people that got dogs for company during lockdown have put them into pounds now. So the pounds are full.
12: Yeah, we're we're full to capacity here. We're we're operating on, on on average every day forty dogs. What? And are you able to rehome them, Vincent? We're able to rehome them, but before PJ, before COVID, the the numbers of dogs we had, it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal. In such as you're getting the dogs in adoptions were up. Adoptions are not up now. So yeah. the dogs were with us for longer. Yeah. So we'll say people that primarily spent big money during COVID for a dog mm. are keeping them. But where we're seeing then, especially we'll say even up to 12 months ago, people who spent five and €600 Euros for any type of dog, mm. they weren't too particular of the breed, the type, what size it was growing. They They did no homework and then that's the type of dog that we were seeing up to 12 months ago. Now it's a lot of um, lurchers and hunting dogs and even puppies now are starting to turn up again. That's terrible.
5: It's terrible. And and I I guess a lot of people took in the little 12-week-old puppy that was as cute as anything during lockdown and then realised, oh God, this thing is hungry and big and (laughs) and noisy and, and, and they need
12: rid... Oh, yeah, and some of the some of the breeds, I mean, they were they were crossed with all sorts of things. Um, I mean, uh, Dutch Shepherds, now Belgian Malinois, <coughs> Cane Corsos, Pit Bulls, uh, and they, these were all out crosses. But it was just a dog. To them, they were buying, yeah, not knowing the consequences of having
5: a dog of those and, breeds. And sometimes those cross breeds, they shouldn't be crossed at all, and they shouldn't,
12: you know, but very unhealthy little dogs. And oh my god. It's, 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 potentially some of them can be dangerous.
6: Yes. yes. I mean,
12: there are reason why the Gardaí, the army and police forces all over the world have certain breeds. Yes. They, are not, they are not to be kept as domestic pets. That's right. That's right. And I, I, did, I did hear,
5: Vincent, I think I saw it on a documentary, that sometimes the crossbreed, you end up with a dog that lives its life in pain and discomfort. That's going to be an angry dog.
12: Yeah, and it, it particularly, it we'll say it, it mightn't be showing any effects on the outside, but yeah. if the dog is in pain, um, the only way that, that, that one of the ways the dog can communicate, which is by lashing out. Yes. yes. So I mean, if it's grabbed funny, or if it's a difficulty breathing, or if there's um, hip issues, or you know, some some Skeletal of the critical issues,
5: it, it, can yes. be, it can be. It, it can be, I've have seen, I've I've seen what can happen, and it's it's awful. Vincent, if people want to adopt a dog. This Christmas, can they come to you?
12: Right. If somebody wants to adopt a dog, the way, we, the way we do it here, they send in a form to us. We go through the the form. No, we, well, we, the reason we go through it, some people get annoyed, when we're when we're asking them all these questions. But we're not going to rehome an Irish Wolfhound to a studio apartment, right? <laughs> exactly. So that that's the very reason we go through, just to get a bearing on us. So if we say they they're, they wanted to adopt Rex. Who is closer to a Shetland pony in size? <laughs> or what we tell them basically: look, this guy isn't going to walk out, yeah. but this dog. And we give them a list maybe of dogs that might suit them, yeah. or if they have dogs in their house already, it's we try to marry the whole lot together. Yeah. So it's pr- uh, predominantly it, it makes it's it's one of the questions we're asked: is do we do we adopt dogs out to people with kids in their home? Yes, we do. There's no reason why you can't. Yes, yeah, but but certain breeds, of course. Certain breeds, um, but I mean, if, if, if to the likes of a pit bull now or something like that, we wouldn't be recommending that to anybody yep. with very small kids, yep. for, for obvious reasons.
5: But if anybody does want to come and see you about a dog, uh, they can just come down to the Oh, well, they can, of,
12: yeah. Yeah. yeah, they can come down, um, we're, send us an email, give us a call, we're open to the public, 10 until 12, um, Monday, Friday every morning, and the rest of the times we're actually dealing with um, adoptions, and meet and greet with people as well for adoptions you know so all right vincent
5: thank you and keep up the great work that you've been doing down there now not you personally but the team down there for over 150 years <laughs> vincent's not been around for that long but thank you vincent cashman 0818 96 you 96 96. you'd have to wonder as well though the people who broke into a pound down there yes they broke the lock and they cut the fence but did they not realise, like were they Ireland's dumbest criminals, did they not realise all of these dogs are microchipped and tracked? So, and they've got CCTV and all of that. Now to mind the fella who broke into the car or tried to break into the car down on South Main Street over the weekend, did you see that video, went mad. He was determined... To get into that car. And the breeze block could have killed him bouncing back, but he was determined to get into the car. And when he eventually did, he got four quid.
4: Four quid. Big Drive Home, weekdays from 4
2: on Cork's 96FM. Not only is the Big Drive Home the home
8: of the biggest tunes, entertainment news and celebrity interviews, but it's also the home of the coolest prizes. This week on the show, I've got a 400 euro Kilkenny designed gift card to give away every single day. Plus, there's lunch for you and three of your friends at Sophie's Rooftop Restaurant at the Dean Hotel up for grabs too. I think that deserves a woohoo. Woohoo! Find out how to win with me every weekday from four.
4: The Big Drive Home.
2: With Kevin O'Leary, Silver Springs. The new home for Suzuki and Cork. Hybrid has never been so affordable. Call now to ensure January delivery.
4: Cork's 96FM. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we
2: just talk? Call 0818 96, 96,
4: 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96.
2: Email opinion at 96fm.ie.
4: The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan.
2: On Cork's 96FM.
5: Martin called uh, just before 10 or Teddy text. I can't remember which... She said, maybe I'm picking that man up wrong He was talking about Vincent Cashman Maybe I'm picking that man up wrong I want to em- emphasize that mixing dog breeds In general strengthens the bloodline And I would encourage people to do it In general Yes, Martin, you're, you're right There are many crossbreeds That have produced fine, strong, healthy Great little dogs I think in particular of A very popular one these days Is the Cavachon I have one and they're the most perfect little dog they're a crossbreed but sometimes people crossbreeds that should never be crossed for physical reasons for temperament reasons whatever and you can be in real trouble if you do that so I take your point Martin but I think Vincent was saying that in the in the right circumstances crossbreeds are fine in the wrong circumstances you potentially be breeding a dangerous dog it's a dog that lives in Discomfort and pain Discomfort and pain you don't see And that's an angry dog And that's trouble that's trouble waiting to happen. But thank you, Martin. 0818 96 96 96. The number, the text or WhatsApp is 083 96, 96 96. And the email is opinion at 96vm.e. Staying with dogs for a little while because next week is Halloween. Is it
10: Tuesday
5: or Monday? Tuesday, I think, or Monday. Okay. The 31st, anyway, is, is Halloween. And that is a night where you keep your dogs in. If you have any sense at all. Cats will go and do their thing. My cats come in because they don't like any noises and things like that. But but dogs, you have to keep them in. A uh, vast majority of dogs struggle to cope during festivities of Halloween and and Samhain. And we need to keep them safe and keep them secure. Catherine is from Snout and About. I love the name, Catherine. Dog behavior <laughs> Specialist morning. Snout, Good morning PJ, how are you? And a boat and about, I love that I love
7: that Yeah, we thought, we thought it was nice and catchy and you can't miss us driving around <laughs> in a big van with that blazoned on the side
5: Now you are uh, a certified canine behaviour consultant um, and mm-hmm. like dogs hate things that go bump and bang and flash and fizz
7: don't yeah. they? They do. And it's it's not just in Ireland, obviously. It's it's dogs the world over. And it's not just dogs. There's so many other pets, too, that really struggle with trying to make sense of this time of year. Um, and particularly with fireworks, it can be super distressing. And it's distressing for us as the owners as well to see our pets so frightened. There is a, There is a bit of a common theme with it being such a common type of anxiety that typically sometimes we're not doing enough to help our dogs in this instance so just because it's very common it doesn't mean it's okay but there is so much that we can do to help our dogs feel safe and feel secure and that's what that's what I'm here to discuss with your listeners today.
5: Is it down to the strange noises and the fact that a dog's hearing is so much more sensitive than ours that the the sound of fireworks let alone the, the, the the sight of them but the sound of fireworks can actually hurt a dog's ears?
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so many of our pet dogs actually live with underlying pain that that isn't yet diagnosed. And this can exacerbate the problem as well. I know you were just talking there about um, pain in our dogs too. So they do have extraordinarily sensitive ears. And it's more the the making sense of these things as when we hear them. Um, And obviously the visuals as well, but also the smells and all these new sights, people walking around in funny, scary costumes, people knocking on the door. Yeah. Um, it's it's all accumulative, really, at this yeah. time of year, but certainly when it comes to fireworks, it's it's the loud bangs and that startle response yeah. that, they, that we see.
5: They love the familiar in their territory. I, I'm getting a real example of it at the moment at home because we have two, two dogs and two cats, and they live quite peacefully and happily with their own two cats. But there's a strange cat... Has drifted in a few doors down, and my dogs mm-hmm. are very anxious to discover who this cat is, and very, yeah, I'm very, sure troubled, they are. very troubled by the noises. Very troubled yeah. because they're trying to protect their two friends. But it's amazing; they're very One in particular, very anxious about the strange sounds at the end of the garden. So I can imagine what fireworks will be like in it. logs. So how do we protect them on Halloween or any any time like that?
7: okay so there's so much that we can do so i like to call this the the 5s for a firework success so it's kind of our our top five tips of what we can do to prepare um, and ultimately deal with the night as and when it arrives so the first thing i want to talk about is the setup Um, And this is all about preparation and ensuring that we've rehearsed our drills ready for the evening. So your listeners can practice now and set up a quiet area, keep it away from windows or or hallways or doorways, maybe in a utility room or in your bedroom or wherever you think your dog is gonna feel safest. We wanna bed this down with lots of blankets, perhaps use a crate if your dog is crate trained and you can cover that in a blanket to make a dark, quiet little denning area for them. Um, we want to keep the radio up loud or pop the TV on to drown out any noise as well. And really importantly is we want to invest in lots of long-lasting chews, things like lick mats, because this chewing, licking, and lapping, um, it's known as self-soothing behavior, and it can really help our dogs feel calm and relaxed. And, of course, when the day comes – Walk them and exercise them early in the day, not at the dusk or the the darker times when we're more likely to see spooky things and keep them on lead just in case there's a rogue banger in the distance. Mm. The other things that we want to look at is stress so this is my second s for, from our five top tips and this is about learning to recognize the signs of stress and anxiety so we can intervene and do something um should we see it occur and this can be pacing inability to settle they might be shivering or shaking excessively drooling we obviously try we often see our dogs trying to escape or hide um, and these are just a few of those so because fireworks can they can really cause ac- acute anxiety in our dogs and have long lasting traumatic effects on their behavior. So if you can do one thing, please speak with your vet um, ahead of time um, and or source a vet with an occupational interest in behavior and discuss anxiolytic medication. The the dog industry market is is quite saturated with all manner of remedies and gadgets. Mm. But if we're working with anxiety at this level, we need to focus on what we know works from an evidence-based perspective. Um, And we would, for Cork, I would highly recommend the Animal Care Hospital in Douglas. Mm. Their clinical director works closely with us and she works extensively with behaviour medication too. And whilst you're there, make sure to get your dog's chip checked. um, Just in case something happens, they escape and somebody finds them, they can become inactive. So that's going to be important too. And then moving on to the third S, and this is all about support. So there are loads of resources out there that can help you and your dog. Um, You can of course check out our social media, which is at Snout and About Cork on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And there's another great Irish educational institution called Annie Ed. Um, They have heaps of great advice. But you can get local support from your community. Um, Maybe pop up a sign on your gate or your door asking people not to knock because it's just too spooky for your pooch. But be sound and (laughs) leave candy by your door for the kids or or by your gate that they can help themselves without having to upset your dog.
5: The the, the doorbell bothers our lads day or night because they think invader, even if it's only one of us. So if you're going to have a hundred trick-or-treaters
9: you can imagine the effect that's going to have
7: i know so well we do we recommend to our clients to disarm their doorbells in these instances because it's so triggering and every time that goes we're getting more and more stress um, and we're getting more and more anxiety in our dogs and when our dogs ultimately it's all about safety so our dogs are in a heightened state of fear and anxiety and, and as our guardians and, and you with your approaches as well, you know yourself, it's our responsibility to help them feel safe. So if they need reassurance, please give it to them in whichever way they prefer. It's not physically or neurologically possible to reinforce fear as an emotional state. So if they need a snuggle or a pet or they want to hide under a duvet with you, um, please allow them to do so. But it, it's quite important to say as well it's not all it's not all doom and gloom we want to also focus on the silliness as well and yeah. um, we can still celebrate the festivities with our dogs but we can do it in a functional way that helps them cope and um, we can help distract them from scary things going on or for every firework and bang you can make it rain treats throw a treat bomb on the floor and um, for them to find so they start realizing that bang equals yummy things are happening you can buy toys um, and get playful with them if that's their thing to help distract them and if the toys are new they'll be more novel to your dog Mm. so they'll be more interested in wanting to play with them but if you don't want to buy toys, you can just raid your recycling. You can get egg cartons, cardboard boxes, stuff them with scrunched up newspaper and treats and allow your dog to tear them up and have fun making a mess. And this is actually quite a functional behavior to a dog called dissection behavior. Um, and it it's can be what? a really good distraction for them. Dissection behavior. That's a new so one on h- me. What? The heck yeah. <laughs> This is a whole other show talking about dissection behaviors. Um it's great. I think we put videos up of um my own dogs dissecting a huge cardboard box there recently on our social media. And it can be really good for dogs who are feeling frustrated or wound up. Yeah. And it's basically the art of practicing Pulling the guts and innards out of their prey that they find—it's um, what it's part of what we call the predatory sequence—and oh, um, it, it can just be really good fun. And sure, it helps us get through our recycling. It so does. It's well it,
5: well, it, well, it does. Although dissecting behaviour, I have a King Charles that loves to dissect the contents of the bin. So. <laughs>
13: oh.
7: Okay. That's a whole other behavior. That's called scavenging behavior.
5: Exactly. <laughs> little maggot, and she's well fed.
7: <laughs> I'd say, I'd say. Okay. Well, what you need to do in that instance, PJ, is you need to provide her with things that she can scavenge. So make her her own little mini bin that she can. <laughs> She can scavenge to her heart's content. Oh, stop!
5: It's gas! It's gas! I dissecting <laughs> yeah, behavior. That's funny. a new one. That's a new one on me. So generally, it's the <laughs> idea of keep them as comfortable as possible on on, on Halloween and the time around it.
7: Yeah, all about safety. And as I said, the most important thing that we can do, especially if we don't, we already know that our dogs are going to have a really fearful behaviour, is we need to be discussing this with a vet. And there are so many options out there that can really take the edge off that anxiety for them and, and help them feel safe and secure. And obviously, practice, get all those setups put in place now. Get all these things for self-soothing behaviours, chewing. Um, it's known to help promote serotonin production, which helps keep our dogs calm. And ultimately keep them as safe as possible.
5: Okay. All right. Good to talk to you. Do you know we might talk about other things on another day with regard to animal behaviour and dog behaviour in particular? Because that's fascinating. Thank you very much, Catherine, from Snout and About... I love that name. Dog behavioural specialists. Just keep them safe and secure. Take the batteries out of the doorbell. Let them destroy the recycling Can you imagine the mess? Still, though, 0818 96 96 96. Something for you this week. All this week on Cork's 96 FM. We're with Cork Dental Care on Union Key. And we have a Philips Zoom home whitening kit for you every day here on the opinion line. Cork Dental Care is helping you to achieve an award-winning smile. And you can get more dates on CorkDentalCare.com. So... Cork moments that made us smile. A voice for you, a well-known Cork voice. All I want to do is tell me who is speaking here. Text to WhatsApp the name of the speaker and your name to 083 396 96 96. We'll pick one at the end of the show.
9: Well, this is a virtual hug for you. I have it because cause of the coronavirus.
5: That kind of could not be easier. Who is that little hero?
9: Well, this is a virtual hug for you. I have it because of the coronavirus.
5: There you go. His name and yours to 083 396 96 96. And we will draw a winner just before 12 for our Philips Zoom home whitening kit, which includes customised laboratory-made trays and six tubes Of whitening gel You'll have the finest Nashers In the neighbourhood For
10: the Christmas
4: Simon Murdoch And the best music mix Weekdays from
2: midday On Cork's 96FM An international pop star I want to send you to see her Twice Once in Cork In a pub And also Dublin At the three arena Tell
5: you more From 12 here on Cork's 96FM Made a number of uh, Announcements over the weekend Unfortunate ones um, the closure of bunnies down in Myrtleville uh, for the foreseeable because of the economic situation. Not saying they'll never be back, but, but closing for the foreseeable, which was sad to see. Also, Porters came to the end of an era. Uh, Porters, new agent down on Pana. I've bought many a book or a magazine or a 99 there over the years. and They've closed, uh, closing for the last time. Popular blue and white sign. Uh, they've sold their last lot of tickets uh, this weekend and uh, they've closed up. Uh, we were speaking to Christine uh, down there, but she's very emotional, doesn't want to talk just now. Maybe she'll talk in the days to come. But uh, she, said she wanted to thank the people of Cork for their support over the years. And Eddie at Fitzgerald's Menswear, who'd be close neighbours of them there, wanted to take the opportunity to wish the best to Christine, to Jacinta, Caitlin and Tara of Porters on their last day trading. Always appreciative of the positive changes to the street, including recent arrivals of big brands. As a proud independent business of 160 plus years, it's always a sad occasion when a fellow trader closes their doors. So we wish all involved with Porters very best on their next venture, and so say all of us, Billy McGill. You, of co- you have particular views as to why these small businesses are closing, and it goes beyond things like like rates and stuff. You've one particular reason in mind, Billy. Morning,
0: Good morning. Um, <clears throat> it's, a hard, it's a hard one to get rid of. But it's. I think the once once we started the afternoon traffic curfew. From three o'clock on, when um, private cars can't use Patrick Street, yeah. that um, <coughs> comes very confusing, and people eventually stay away from it. But also a stat that I saw in the Sunday Times uh, three or four months ago was that the street in Ireland with the highest number of parking tickets issued was Patrick Street, Cork, right. and that the county with the highest number of parking tickets issued was Kerry, which I thought they must be ticketing the tourists down there. Mm. The smaller shops will find it hard always to survive and they need help. The idea of removing parking spaces. Now, at the end of COVID, the mall went to, to parallel parking instead of nose into curb because right. the cy- cycle lane was created. The average car is 14 feet by six. So if you park nose in, you need a foot and a half on either side for opening doors. That's nine. So you need nine feet if you nose in, but if you're parallel, you're fourteen with two feet behind and two feet in front. You need eighteen. So it exactly half your parking.
5: Yes, yes.
0: And, but, and that, that's like boom, oh, fifty parking spaces gone. Then you're combined. In, in a modern
5: city, we, we, Billy, we want to keep cars as much as is possible outside the yeah.
0: city centre, unless coming in is absolutely necessary. But you, you, you must have the alternative um, transport. Yeah, I mean I go to Dublin frequently enough I, I like the Lewis, I like the whole system there um, I look at a sign that tells me how many minutes more before a bus is coming or before the Lewis is coming and it's more or less on time so you can calculate what you're doing when yeah. you're there
5: yeah. the, the, so, the, the Pana ban I, I actually found myself about 2 or 3 months ago halfway down Patrick Street before I realised oh bugger I shouldn't be here Is it, have have people forgotten about it or does the place, I mean, you have a business in there, Billy. Does the street still go quiet
0: between three and six? Yes, it does. And it causes a confusion. And once you have a confusion, people are being careful about where they're going to um, park or look for parking. And look, rates are another thing. And quite honestly, rates are very high in so much as it, it depends on the, your rate of evaluation of your premises. Yeah. But the current rate, as far as I know, is 74.98 in the euro, so it's call it 75. Yeah. And if you, if you have a shop with a rate of evaluation on it, or a premises, and your rate of evaluation just says 200. Well, that's 200 times 75. That's 15,000 a year. That's 300 a week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're paying, correct me if I'm wrong,
5: because maybe I am, are you paying for the empty floors upstairs as well?
0: Well this is a problem If they're to let And there's a sign On them to let uh, I think they incur 50% rates And of course If you are wise enough To turn them into An art gallery An art gallery Doesn't pay rates I see Yeah 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 That's why One must become A bit artistic (laughs) (laughs) Something tells Uh, me
5: Billy that comes From a place Of personal knowledge
0: Of course It comes from Personal knowledge (laughs) But, you know, the commercial rates represents 41% of the total income of um, the city. Yeah, And of that 41%, 57% of it is made up from small and medium businesses. Yes. Yes. And so, e, e, this is very, very important. And we are losing more and more of the small uh, businesses. And, and as so, you
5: walk up, and you, you'll remember the controversy a few months ago, and came out of the English market and took a right-hand turn and walked up a very dilapidated-looking Patrick Street. Now, there are some new brands and new businesses coming in. Correct. But I think he was right, don't you? He
0: is, yes. A long time back when City Hall engaged um, Galley, the Spanish street architect, she was led to believe that there were going to be four parking rights and that they would come in from north, east, west and south. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The the origins of the word news, N-E-W-S, and that the one would come from Tinkersfield, Tinkerscroft in Mayfield and would, you know, drop you off down by the Coliseum and double around and come back up. So the centre of Patrick Street with its lovely wide footpaths would come a place where you could have your wooden huts at Christmas and hold shopping atmosphere. You could have a concert on a Sunday afternoon, a free concert, that sort of stuff. Well, she designed that. Now we have these lovely wide streets, but we have only one pub on the street. For instance, we need pubs and restaurants and various things on Patrick Street if we wanted to go. But the ritual costs against having a premises like that on Patrick Street. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so we, well, we got this street, which is now purely only acceptable, nearly, to these outlets that are multiple outlets of larger companies. Yeah. So everything eventually begins to look the same. Yes,
5: it's great. It's great to see new new brands going in and premises being taken oh, over. But but, but, but you're right, Billy. We we there's no small businesses. We just have Le Chateau. There's no other pub on Patrick Street. There's no actual. There there, there aren't so many restaurants fronting straight out onto well, Patrick y- Street. Y-
0: the current um, survey I think says that there's only twelve percent of um, not used retail. Uh, on Patrick Street, and I, I would doubt that very much, because if we take into consideration Leicester's, the Savoy, Merchants' Key, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's so many places, I'm sure it's higher. Yeah, you could be, you could well be
5: right. And it's sad to see a, a, a traditional business, and it would be, is there long enough to be called a traditional Patrick Street business, like Porter's, uh, gone at the weekend. Billy McGill, thank you so much. 0818 96 96 96. Now, Actually, there's a thing talk about environments and parking and streets and all that. The trees at CUH that were cut down the weekend. Hi, guys. On Friday, I think PJ read out a statement from CUH about cutting down dead trees. All the trees I saw them cutting down over the weekend had leaves on them. They were very tall and probably needed to be topped out. I always thought the entrance looked really well with those trees sorry, can't come on that's okay, uh, but thanks for your message yeah, the trees out at COH a lot of people upset about those trees being cut down at the weekend were some of them a bit too high would there have been a risk in a storm in the winter could they have come down into the hospital or out onto the road was there a good reason for trimming them back but what was the reason for cutting some of them down completely there's a lot of questions to be asked about the cutting of those trees. Thank you for that. O eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six two Bartlemy. Up near Rathcormac. I had a look at the pictures this morning. Emma Emma, that's some house. That's some work. When did you start decorating for Halloween? Patrick's Day? Morning.
14: <laughs> well, I don't know it's a bit mad really.
1: My husband started off years ago building one little creepy thing, and it got attention and he built another thing, and it's kind of gone out of hand now, I it's suppose. i
5: brilliant. Now, I'm, and I'm not a big Halloween fan, but you've Neither it
1: it Neither you Neither
5: am I. Neither am I. Isn't it? I love the sign that says, trespassers, please go away, we've run out of places to bury the bodies. I
9: love yeah. that one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, it's it's a bit bonkers. He makes them all himself. He buys the, the, the heads and the accessories, and he builds the bodies around them.
5: Brilliant, brilliant. when did he
1: start... Oh, I'd say seven or eight years ago, he made a a, a, a grim reaper <laughs> with a saw and everything. They're definitely um, not for the the, the faint No,
5: and some of them they're not up. your
1: typical decorations. They're lit up at nighttime as well. Yeah, which is even scarier because we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And you kind of come up against the house. <laughs> it's a bit of a surprise.
5: Driving around the strange and what the hell? Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's a bit of fun. The, you pictures, know? the of fun. pictures are brilliant. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, and I've got
1: I've got um, I've kids in pri- I've tried the primary and secondary, and sure they love it as well. And we're only a mile from the, our local back national school here, yeah. and the kids are making their parents go the long way <laughs> to school in the morning the and Halloween on the way house. back. Yeah. They're giving out because their legal expenses are Brilliant. <laughs> going Brilliant. high. Brilliant.
5: Does he does he go similarly mad for Christmas or what?
1: Uh, I do. He does Halloween. I do Christmas. So I just do. There are a few lights in that.
5: Yeah. <laughs> would you Would you be as devoted to Christmas as he is clearly to Halloween?
1: Yeah, I like. It's more. Yeah, I, I do it a certain way. Good for you. <laughs> yeah.
5: Good for you. <laughs> no, we're looking for Cork's most scary Halloween house or pub or whatever. Uh, but you, I think, will take the biscuit before we even throw it <laughs> well, open. I,
13: I, we actually have, we have a
1: photographer, a Cork photographer, David Creighton, called to us yesterday morning. He wants to do a photo shoot on Wednesday.
5: Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Well, the, 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 the pictures on Facebook are fabulous. Emma Barry, wh- how would we get there? If we're going to Rathcormark, where would we take... If what? you're
1: coming to Corkside, you'd turn off at Watergrass Hill. I see. And there's a, on one of those clip roads, there's a signpost, one of the roundabouts for Bartlemy. Very so we're good. on the actual Watergast Hill Road, about three miles
5: from there. Very good, and we just—you'll see it along there. Emma Barry, thanks. And What's your son? Your husband's name, by the way.
1: Johnny.
5: Oh, he's the man responsible for the skeletons and the dead things and the the the, the headstones. And I love that sign. I love that sign. It says, "Trespassers, please <laughs> stay away." We've. No more room to bury the bodies. Thank you, Emma Barry. Um, we put her pictures up on Twitter so you can see them. It's brilliant. And I'm not even a Halloween fan, as people know. But um, it's great. Have you got your house done up for Halloween? We used to do it at home when the kids were of an age, but not anymore. And we we start at Christmas now. We start doing the Christmas stuff, but we we'll, we'll get to Christmas houses in time. Any Halloween houses, Halloween outhouses, Halloween pubs? Does any pub do itself up? For Halloween. I was coming in this morning, I came the bus in this morning, and I was wandering across town about 10 or 5 past 7, and there was some of the Christmas decorations going up in the shops, and it was great to see the lads up there with the tinsel and the lights and the cable ties just getting ready for. Because nine weeks, I don't mind that. I know you're going to kill me. You are going to kill me. Nine weeks today, lads. Nine weeks today. Do you know what day it is? Nine weeks today is St. Stephen's Day. Nah, Jimmy. You see, you're watching the date, my friend. Not the day. Jimmy reckons I made a blooper. Because today being the 24th of October, uh, nine weeks today is actually Stephen's Day. Because nine weeks today will be the 26th of December. A Monday to a Monday. Christmas Eve was nine weeks last Saturday. So going by date... Now, eight weeks next Saturday is Christmas Eve, Jimmy. And it was nine weeks last Saturday. Eight weeks today is Stephen's Day if you're going by the day of the week rather than the date. But thank you. Oh eight one eight oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Your Halloween decorations, Halloween houses, scary pumpkins and all those things. We'd love to see them. Pictures of them. WhatsApp them to oh eight three three ninety six ninety six ninety six. A little more about those trees at COH, and what exactly happened to them, and why? Why were they all cut down? If they were just a bit too tall and might have fallen into the road in a storm or fallen into the hospital grounds in a storm, was there any reason to just chop them down. Find out more next.
4: Access All Areas on Cork's 96FM Your
2: guide to nightlife
4: on Leaside. Hi, it's Michael with an update on Cork's entertainment. Marianne Keating examines themes of the Irish diaspora in the Caribbean, legacies of British colonialism and beyond in her new exhibition Meet Fire with Fire and Other Works. It opens on November 15th at Sirius Arts Centre as part of the Cork International Film Festival
2: Access All
4: Areas Ireland's most successful impressionist and Mario Rosenstock celebrates Gift Grub with a brand spanking new stage show that Mario is set to bring to Cork for three nights, taking place at the Opera House from March 9th to 11th in the New Year. Access all areas. You can contact us here at Access all areas if you have a show, play or exhibition coming up or any live streaming events or gigs by emailing us at aaa at 96fm.ie Access all areas. Your guide to nightlife on Leeside. On
2: Cork's 96fm.
5: Can't understand, says this anonymous message, can't understand why the trees outside COH would be on anyone's mind when you consider the state of the A&E department inside. Probably a better idea to concentrate on that. Thank you. We can concentrate on any number of things at the same time. But people were upset about those trees at the weekend. Dr. Owen Lettuce from the School of Biological Earth and Environmental Science at UCC uh, was tweeting, uh, wholesale tree felling outside CUH. I counted six gone earlier, but they're all coming down as they have reached what's called end of life. That was in inverted commas, Owen. Oh, what does that mean? Does it mean? Because what would concern me, I suppose, Owen, is when they're so high that they could come down in a storm and maybe it was for safety that they were uh, cut down. Y- you don't buy that one, though. Morning.
15: Good morning, PJ. Yeah, I-, I suppose you've hit the nail on the head there. What what does that actually mean? Um, so, uh, you know, we, we don't know is the is the... Uh, honest answer because all we've been told is look this is the uh the the trees have reached end of life so we don't know who decided that who who said that uh, you know so i think this this comes back to a wider issue really around trees which is that they're here today and they're gone tomorrow and there's very little planning around when they're removed so um i was thinking over the weekend of a a kind of analogy, if we were to demolish a, a building in Cork City, you know, I, I know the Debenhams building has been recently sold, I believe. So, you know, if you were going to demolish that building and build a new building, you would need planning permission. It would go before city council it would mm. go before on board and all I'm sure. And so on. So there was, there's a process in train to, um, to I suppose approve that um with trees you don't get that so we get these very uh, vague terms like uh, the trees have reached the end of their life now these are poplar trees so um I was just going to are, ask you
5: what kind of tree they are I mean they're beautiful trees but I wouldn't know one from the other so you know what what yeah, what the, the life of a poplar the, is what
15: the life of a poplar depends on the tree itself depends on where it's planted but you 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 can get 200 years out of a poplar now my uh to my knowledge, uh, COH was opened in 1978. Yes, uh, PJ, I think. Yes. Um, so I'm presuming that the trees date from 1978, which dates them around what 40, 50 years maximum. 44, 45 um, years old. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and maybe they were there before the hospital arrived. I don't know is the is the truth. Um, but um, they they are fast growing. They are popular because they're far uh, um, fast growing. So the question is. Uh, certainly 40 years is 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 not the um end of life typically of poplar trees however you know i i didn't have access to them i i can't make that call so somebody made that call it'd be mm. interesting to see you like, know like who if made they that were call diseased
5: or had been weakened in previous storms or there were, if there was something that like we all know the way ophelia ravaged through the city and county in 2017 and did damage and every time we have a storm now a tree can come down that was weakened by a failure back then, but but like if they, I, I'm sure you'd agree with me, Owen. If there were any kind of a danger that they'd fall into the into the road or into the hospital grounds, then you would have to cut them back. But end of life—that's not an explanation.
15: Yeah, I mean, the. Uh, you're right. Managing trees in kind of urban spaces around roads and hospitals and so on is a challenging business. Uh, and, you know, care needs to be taken. But, but I know they were cut back or they were pruned back um, in recent years. Definitely. I, I noticed that myself. I'm in and around that area uh, regularly. So they were pruned back, shall we say, in the last couple of years. To reduce the, the 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 amount of wind, let's say they can capture and therefore potentially come down in a storm. But they've survived all of that. They they are robust trees. They, you know, typically uh, do um, do survive uh, most uh, storms. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we do know that you know storms potentially are going to become more um, a factor uh, of mm. things with climate change and so on. So look. Uh, th- there's nobody disputing that these trees need to be cared for and need to be managed professionally um i think um if they were 40 45 years old um i, I dispute whether they whether you could argue they'd come to the end of their their useful life One would be uh, the other thing at the, defi-
5: look- the definition is end of life it's the council it's the council gave you that explanation is it
15: no, no, that's, that comes from uh, the the hospital release, the press release a couple of days beforehand, which I didn't see, but I, I saw afterwards just letting people know that they were closing the road way into the hospital and so on. So that seems to have come from whoever's looking after it uh, at the okay. CUH level, um, you know. So, look, I, I think it's it's a shame because, you know, I, I've talked to you before, I think, about the, the value of, of urban trees, you know, that the, the, they are... Uh, nice to look at, but they also have real benefits in terms Indeed. of climate mitigation, adaptation, biodiversity. And look, there there's uh, there's really good evidence to suggest they're actually good for our health, So, yeah. which means removing them from a hospital setting is even yeah. uh, more to, uh, you know, upsetting. I mean, um, so guess know
5: what, what end of life actually means, and hopefully we get more on that. Just in terms of something else, Owen, that's not unconnected, and that is Bus Connects, uh, we're hearing mm-hmm. of there could be a thousand trees, including some of the cherry trees immortalised in song by by John Spillane, could be cut down for bus connects. Are we are we going to have a lot of people very upset by that?
15: I, I, I think we probably will. Um, just to be absolutely clear, this this the COH thing has nothing to do with bus connects or cycle lanes that, or yeah. anything like that. I know that. Yeah. Uh, and I know you know, but I just want to be clear because I I think the the cycle lanes and the the bus lanes issue uh, provokes a lot of emotion with people and and particularly around trees. But just to be clear on that, no. Look, I was uh, I I live close to Torytop Top Road. I was at a. a public meeting there recently, uh, last week, around uh, a new cycle lane that's going up Torrey Top Road. Again, nothing to do with Bus Connects, but part of that overall active Active travel travel thing. And, and, you know, really high emotions around trees. And and what I would say, look, is that active travel is incredibly important. It's really important that we have a, a, a good working public transport system. And look, if we need to lose a small number of trees, a small number of uh, a small amount of green space to make that work I'm not going to fight for every single tree uh, on a tree by- tree basis what I would say is that it's important that we in the planning that we minimize the amount yeah. of trees affected and and we do our, our best job look I went through the bus connects um plans because I I submitted a, a submission myself. And at the moment, you know, I don't think trees are being considered all, all that much. Uh, you know, I looked at the Blackpool route from Blackpool into the city, you know, 28% of all the trees along the route affected are being removed and there is zero trees being replanted. And that's despite the National Transport Agency saying, uh, you know, every tree will be replanted and we'll do our best. And, and I think they really haven't thought about it. And Elsewhere in the Mahan, um, in the Mahan scheme, in the Sunday as well scheme, it's in the Holly right. Hill, Hill scheme, uh, yeah, yeah, there's trees coming down and they're not being replaced. Now, as I said, I'm not going to fight for every single tree, and sometimes you know you have to uh, have a compromise situation. You so you can't make an omelette without breaking a couple of, of eggs.
5: Like you know, you have to be able to do that. Something,
15: that's yeah. the and if we're if we're looking at a, a climate change point of view if we're looking at active travel and making our city more sustainable then 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 we have to put in these these bus lanes and these cycle lanes they're absolutely top priority however we can do that uh, while taking into account our, our sort of green infrastructure as sure. well and actually it's an opportunity to to put in more trees because look, we're going to be digging up roads, we're going to be widening roads. So now's the opportunity to plant trees because we won't get around to it yeah. uh, again in the future. But to so put down put put hundreds eggs, and hundreds of
5: saplings or maybe even thousands of saplings and, and get them started again. Owen, oh, thank you. Dr. Owen Lettuce from the UCC School of Biological Earth and Environmental Science. Those, all we are told, and this came from a CUH press release about those trees over the weekend was They'd reached end of life. Now, as Owen said, they're poplar trees. Poplar trees can live for 200 years. They would have gone to, well, well, I'm trying to remember where they planted when the hospital opened, which would have been the late '70s. Uh, so the most they are, the most they are. Even if there were saplings that were a couple of years old going down, the most they are is 50 years old. So what, what, what does end of life actually mean? in terms of those trees outside CUH. 0818 96 Let's go back to something else we were talking about last week, and that was electrical charge points for motor cars. Talking to Brendan Keary from Keary's Motors about the shortage of them and the fact that we just don't have enough of them around town and that he would be advising in the motor trade anyway, advising anybody who's buying an electric car to get and a, a charging point at home, but you can't really do that unless you have a driveway, can you? So, for many people, they're going to be have to use um, charging points in the street, and it prompted this call from you, Denise. You you were thinking about an electric car, but decided against it. Morning.
13: Yes, I was. Well, the, the situation is is that I have a disabled daughter. And because of that, I have to have a car that will take a wheelchair. So what I have at the moment is that there's a ramp that comes out the back. So I was I also travel up and down quite regularly to Bray in Dublin because she's on the Irish um, boccia team. Okay. So we have to go up and down there for training. And there I have I stay in various places, sometimes with friends, sometimes in hotels, and I'm finding that there are no actual Charging point either in in where i where we train or actually in the hotel that we sometimes stay in there is no tri- there's no charging point there either, mm-hmm. so I looked at it last year and I decided maybe if I looked at and got, tried to get an actual hybrid car, yeah. I looked into getting a hybrid car, but unfortunately they're not available either in Ireland
9: nice so.
13: Yeah, and so then I went back, and I was due to change it September of last year. This would be a
5: hybrid now with a drop-down for the wheelchair. You can't get one of them in the country, no? Wow.
13: No, they, they're they available in America because the problem is if you get a hybrid, you've got your normal engine, and where the actual battery for the electric goes, it goes on under where the ramp is. I see. So it's not possible to do it. So then I said, maybe I'll look at... Um, so then I said that I'd have to go back to, the, to, to diesel. And I contacted the supplier who supplies me with the cars and they couldn't get one. They said, wait until January. I'm only now getting one because they're not available in the country. They, have, they import them anyway, but they're just not available, they said. They, they have difficulty getting them. So at the moment, I cannot get uh, an electric car for my daughter, even though the government is saying we have to go electric.
5: Yes, they're saying they're going to well they want a million electric cars on the road by, by 2030 now the motor trade says it's not possible but you wanted to go for it and it was just completely impractical for you
13: Well I I don't I actually where I live off Tremor Road I'm actually there is a space in front of the houses to park but I'm actually way up off the I'm up the, up the side of a long footpath up the side so I wouldn't actually have it, I'd have to Somehow, get a charging point that would run up a pathway as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is,
5: and, uh, so you'd have to say, Denise, some of this stuff, you'd have to argue, has it even been thought through properly? Thank you very much for that. Uh, 0818969696. There's someone who would love to go electric, but it's just not feasible. Not feasible at all. And she's going back to diesel because that is the only feasible option, even a hybrid isn't feasible for her because the kind of car she needs, they don't get them here in Ireland. On trees, Kevin says the shelf life would be accelerated due to its location right next to a massive daily load of carbon monoxide has to affect it. I don't know, Kevin. I don't know. I thought Owen Lettuce would know a bit about trees. He might have pointed that out. He was saying if they're popular trees, popular trees live for up to 200 years. These ones are barely 50 years old. So, end of life needs to be explained, I think Needs to be explained what end of life means The Cork Diary
4: On Cork's 96FM
8: an Autism Awareness Family Fun Day will take place at Kennedy Quay, Cork City on Sunday the 30th of October between 12 and 5 p.m. There will be face painting, truck pulling, superheroes and lots more on the day and all are welcome to attend. If you have an event you would like mentioned, email the details to Diary at 96fm.ie.
4: The Cork Diary With CorkSimon.ie
2: Because everyone who calls Cork home Should have
4: one Cork's 96FM <laughs> The lines are live
2: And we're ready to talk Can we just talk Call 0818 96, 96, 96.
4: Text or WhatsApp 083 396
2: Email opinion at 96FM.ie
4: the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan
2: on Cork's 96FM.
5: John, you know, I must mention this here before I forget it. I had some lovely messages at the weekend from people who heard my uh, podcast episode with the Tunaris. They put it up on Saturday I'm episode number 125 in their series and I had done it about a month or maybe four or five weeks ago and I'd completely for- forgotten What we've been talking about Because they do You relax so much With the two lads With James and Timmy That you just You could say anything like And I was wondering Did I hang myself in any way Or did I hang anybody I shouldn't And I was happy I didn't Very happy I didn't But uh, I listened back to it Saturday And I got some very kind Very nice messages From people about it So it's there now On the Two Norris podcast But I would I would recommend anybody To spool back If you've never listened to it before spool back through the other episodes and I, I now am humbled to have been considered worthy by the two lads to give me an hour on the podcast. It was lovely to chat with them and I wish them every, as I always do, every success uh, James and Timmy of the Two Norries podcast. 0818 96, 96, 96 The number to call, the text or WhatsApp is oh eight three three ninety six ninety six ninety six, 96 96 and your email is OPG Excuse me. Opinion at ninety six AM. You know, Fiona, you had a, a fairly harrowing time of it waiting for an ambulance for a two and a half year old. My God, that must have been stressful. Good morning to you.
14: Good morning, PJ.
5: Tell me what happened, girl.
14: PJ, we—it's my granddaughter. We had to ring an ambulance on Saturday night, uh, about ten past ten. And she has a lot of. Uh, medical issues I and mean, things so the right way to do it is always get an ambulance okay. for it if she needs to go to hospital
5: and tell me whereabouts uh, are you Fiona
14: Where we're you? living in the north side of the city
9: ok ok
14: so and I phoned the emergency number on Saturday night because my daughter rang me and said "Mom, will you ring an ambulance please the baby is not well so I did and the man on the other end of the line was very very good to me and everything he couldn't have been very help- more helpful um, and I gave him our address I told him what was on with the baby and he said to me I'm dispatching an ambulance to you there now he said uh, ask me a few questions which I answered to him and he said to me I'm sending the only ambulance we have available for you he said is Kerry and I said I beg your pardon and he said Kerry and I said but we're in Cork I said so he said, just, just hold it a second, please, he said. And he came back on the line to me. He said, I'm very sorry. He said, the only ambulance we have available for you, he said, it's manic in the city, he said, at the moment, he said. We're dispatched. I've just dispatched an ambulance, he said, from Skibbereen. 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 Yeah. No, the baby was having difficulty with her breathing and things. And... So I stayed on the line to him for a few minutes and I gave him my daughter's number and he rang my daughter. And he was very, very nice to my daughter. Now I'm not saying there was anything bad oh, from
5: they're, any of them. Fiona, they're, those poor devils in dispatch, and I've discussed yes, this it's before. No, No, it comes up on a screen where the next yes. ambulance is and they just have to send it. They don't have a choice.
14: Yes, that's exactly what happened. Now, in the process of the ambulance being dispatched from Skibbereen, there was an ambulance came available in the CUH and they turned the ambulance back to Skibbereen and they sent us the ambulance from the CUH. Now, in total, we waited a whole n- nearly an hour for the ambulance for the baby. Now, the two lads that came in the ambulance couldn't, oh my God, they were so nice, oh, so apologising the whole lot and they took the baby away straight away Um Thank God, she was left home again from the CUH. She's she her all right, right now,
5: she is, Shanna.
14: Well, PJ, with her issues and things, she's, she's only recently home from the CUH after being in there for a whole a, eight weeks. I see, I see. And with her issues and things, she is not allowed to stay in a for more than an hour. And I have to say, the people in the a know that, and they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. They had mum and baby home within the hour after being an X-rayed and everything. Nice,
16: right, nice. Right. No,
5: the real people inside that do the job and the guys in the yes. back of the ambulances and all those, they're all brilliant. Yes. They're all magnificent. Mm.
14: But it's just the fact of I've been told that, like, it could have been a different story, PJ. The baby might have got worse.
5: I know, I know, girl, I
14: know. And with but, her medical issues and things, it uh, has to be an ambulance.
5: Yeah, and the way dispatch works, and I've had people explain this to me, the way dispatch works is... There's a ping, it's like a ping yeah. comes up. The next ambulance is available, and they're yep. they're they're dispatched. And that ambulance might be coming from Kerry. And then yeah. you said, "Hang on a second, we're in Cork," so they yeah. wait for the next ping. And the next ping is from Skibbereen, so the they B- said, "Right." And then the Skibbereen guy, that put misfortune, Skibbereen guy gets turned back, turned back, and like it's. <laughs> No, it's Plus, it's, it's ridiculous. somebody
14: else in the other side of the country looking for an ambulance. I'm oh, sure,
5: Fiona. I talked to a man here one time and he had to call an ambulance down to don't Yall, and the, the ambulance yeah. had to come from Tralee. Yeah.
14: That's ridiculous, know, like. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous, PJ. It really is. Really, really is. And, and the, the, like the, people the, paramedic, the paramedics are... Unless there's an emergency. No,
5: the paramedics are wrecked. They're absolutely yes. shattered. All exhaustive. they're doing they're is exhausted. driving. All they're doing is yeah. flipping driving. Yeah. Yes,
14: exactly. Do you know, but it was a, it was a frightening experience. I'm sure it know, was. To be quite because with the baby and everything, and I mean, it's not going to be the last time that we're going to have to get an ambulance for her.
5: Yeah, I know, and it, might I just ask, like, do you have a car? W- would it be easier to put her into a car? And drive her well, there.
14: we don't we don't have a car. We would have to ring my sister to come up and get her, but we don't have a car. My daughter doesn't drive. I see. But with when it's when she was born, DJ, she was perfect and an hour after she'd been fed, she stopped breathing. Oh dear. And they resuscitated her, so she was fifteen minutes down, so she has a lot of medical problems, oh so Poor the best daughter. way is an ambulance. I see. I understand. Because they have everything on board. I see. I see. You know? Yeah. It's not
5: just a matter of of sitting her into the car. No. 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 She's okay now, though, is she?
14: She is. She is. Yes, she's okay now. She still has her cough and things like that, but she's okay. She's the most pleasant baby ever with everything that she's gone through. She's a fighter since she was born. What's her name? Naomi. Naomi. Lovely name. Naomi.
5: She's a fighter. And unfortunately, you're going to have more Saturday both nights have
14: more Saturday nights of that yeah exactly
5: and there's no one seems to be able to explain it no
14: no,
5: no politician will take it on
14: nobody
5: no and here's the here's the worst part Fiona here's the, here's the killing part and again I preface this by saying I know many paramedics Past and present. Some of them I have counted as friends. One guy in particular, yeah. I attended his retirement party. Wonderful people. Two paramedics came to my dad the night he passed away. They were dispatched yeah. from Dungarvan. Like it's, it's just. But, but they, if you were to drive out to, to, to South Dock, to where they are, there's ambulances parked up.
14: There's ambulances parked up.
5: Yeah, and there's exactly. paramedics inside the building.
14: Yeah,
5: but some poor devil has to come from Skib
14: skip a rain night and I mean Saturday night PJ the weather wasn't very good either
5: no it was no night for driving it
14: was no night for driving no it wasn't no <laughs> night at
5: all for driving Fiona I'm glad all is well I'm glad all is well uh, but thank uh, thanks uh, very uh, much uh, PJ thank you thank you unfortunately these things continue the dispatch system is worked like it's like a map and there are pings on it and when an ambulance becomes free it pings up and then the next dispatch has to go bang and you could literally be sending an ambulance to a call from y'all, and it could be coming from from South Kerry. That's just how it seems to work, or rather, not work. Oh, 0818. And you go out to Kinsale Road there to South Dock and the ambulance base, and there's ambulances parked, and <sighs> you know yourself. Oh, 0818 96, 96, 96. Someone sent in a picture of Michael Healy Ray's I'm assuming you mean Michael, not Jackie Poor Jackie's dead, arrest him But uh, I've sent a picture of Michael Healy Ray's advert for cataract buses And is asking the question, quite honestly Is there any Cork City TD pulling the same load? There were buses from West Cork, but nothing from the city boys The buses from West Cork, yeah, uh, Michael Collins, the independent TD Is the man behind that And I know that uh, there's a councillor from Carrigaline, Ben Dalton O'Sullivan, has been very involved. There is no bus, correct me if I'm wrong here, there is no cataract bus going from the city. I don't think there is. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong many times. I was wrong twice in 1983 and I was right wrong once in 1999. So I can... I'm missing! But is there a cataract boss going from the city? Not yet, I don't think.
4: The takeover
2: on Cork's ninety-six FM. Weeknights from seven on the big drive
8: home. We give you the chance to take charge of our tunes. Join me, Lorraine, as you decide what songs we fire off.
4: pick what we play. See our song list
2: on 96FM Insta Stories. With Sophie's Rooftop Restaurant at the Dean Cork. Serving lunch daily over breathtaking views. See sophies.ie Turn up the music.
4: On Cork's
5: 96FM. Thank you. Jackie Healy-Ray is an independent councillor on Kerry County Council representing Castle Island. Don't be kidding the poor man off. He doesn't choose the junior. Thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Now some very scary place names. It's the run up to Halloween, so we might as well talk about this. Uh, recently, for a bit of fun, a website called Rentola.ie put together a list of some scary place names that they had come across. Along the list, part of the list was Half Moon Street. Cork would be considered scary Dark Road in Middleton Bloodstony Road in Dublin was the most scary Cemetery Road in Sligo Gores Bridge you can just think of it in Dublin Gowleen in Kerry Murder Hole Beach in Donegal there's lots of them there we've a few in Cork as well Uh, Jerome Lorden is a place names historian and involved with Kinsale Harbour Cruises. There's a few good ones around around Cork, Jerome.
17: Morning. Uh, good morning, PJ. Yeah, there's quite a few in, in my own locality. There's quite a few. Um, I didn't realise it until I just delved into it. There's quite a few. Um, probably the most notable in Kinsale is the White Lady's Turret, um, where the, the apparition of the White Lady is seen, supposedly seen from time to time. Another one in Kinsale. The Dane's Foot, which is an imprint of a, a giant's foot in the rock. That? And that's supposedly, it's a uh, you know, only you, you want to be a local to notice it's, it's on between the bridge and the world's end, up in the trees, up in the rock, okay. overgrown. Nobody's probably seen it for years, right? So, uh, local people believe one time that the, the graves of the two of the Donnan were up there, right? And, um, and um, Hangman's Point, out at the mo- near the mouth of the harbour, uh, where smugglers were hung and displayed, you know, to as a deterrent from people to carry on smuggling. Right. Boreen Sprida is another uh, road in Kinsale, and the reason it's called Boreen Sprida, one of the reasons, is it was used to bring counterband into the town, and uh, because it was Boreen Sprida, people were afraid to go there. The spirit, the, the spirits. Yeah, it, 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 little, little road of the yes, spirits. yes, yeah. But there's yes, other spirits. Yeah. There's so other spirits they were talking about. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then there's another one that the road between from the Bullman Pub up to the Charles Fort was boring the gorp, uh, oh. which was used during the famine. Right. You know, and uh, the the military authorities had closed the graveyards at Charles Fort and uh, the locals used to bring bodies up at night. So that's how it got the name boring the gorp up, of the, up, the up bodies, that hill at sorry. night. It's yeah. amazing how much that,
5: place name stuff, from can be traced back to, to famine times. And each each road name or place name has a logical reason. They didn't just make them up.
17: What is it? Well, most of these place names, they predate the famine. Most of them are, are over a thousand years old. And most of them are minor names, which aren't used anymore. You know, my uh, the smallest um, <clears throat> administrative name that would be used today would be a townland name. But you can have townlands that have ni- in in Connemara that have eight nine hundred minor names. I have townlands here that I've recorded in my own area that have sixty and seventy minor names. And, oh, and what's that know, Minor name? I know. What it,
5: know what a townland is, but
17: what's a minor name then? Is that that there be a... a minor? A minor name is a name within a townland. It could be a rock. It could be a boreen. It could be what we call a coos, a little cove or an inlet. It could be a sunken rock, a cliff. You know, they've all got names, the whole coast, of, well, particularly not so much the east of Ireland because Irish is absent in the east of Ireland for a long, long time. But anywhere from the coast of Waterford to the coast of Donegal, there are thousands upon thousands of minor place names, you know. Yeah. And in some areas they're recorded and in some areas they're not.
5: There's a, there's a lovely one here I see from um, from Goleen in West Cork, Knucknafuka. Hill of the Ghosts. Oh yeah,
17: Connacht Yeah, yeah, I've often walked up it. <laughs> and it's Korean na Fuka. No, that's down in balance Oh, I have Crean na Fuka as well. You have and the Fouca, yeah, Crean na Fuka. That's in balance yeah, yeah. That, of course, that it might, th- yeah.
5: they would trying trying to tie that into moving statues, I suppose, so they're gonna have a chance. <laughs>
17: I would sit down the road a little bit. It's is about it?
5: fifty meters away from us.
17: Yeah. You see, there might be there might different time, so. different religion.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but sure, we can do a bit of development anyway. <laughs> Jerome, what's what's the scariest one, or, or the most the, the darkest one you've ever come across?
17: Well well I've, I've come across I came across one there and Joyce is uh, he was the authority in place names in the in the early nineteen hundreds. And up in the Ballyhoras in uh Nair, there's a play, there's um a, a tree or a Shkyok and it's called na tree tig it, because it had three different branches and three tiges were hanged from each of the oh. branches. <laughs>
5: Right, okay. <laughs> right, look at the story. of The three tags will probably take a short to tell. Gerard's... Yeah,
17: and then there, then, there, then, there's one there, there in in, um, in um, the Battle of Kinsale. There's three names associated with that as well. Or oh, where the people, the actual battle took place. Slavna Morav and Cariel Cairc. That's the Blowing quarry where the bodies, the Irish bodies were laid out after the battle. Carriel Quirk What's the origin yeah, of that one? It means the blind the blind quarry. The blind quarry. I see. I see. God. You know, yeah, it's no it's no longer that evident, you know. Yeah, yeah.
5: Um That's good. Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> Jerome, thank you very much. Jerome Lorden, Um place names Historian, of course, also involved with Kinsale Harbour Cruises. Actually, any strange names. I'm fully convinced. I couldn't find it this morning on Google Maps, but that doesn't mean that. It doesn't exist because I'm almost 100% certain it did exist once. There was a place not a million miles from us here, up around St. Luke's. If anyone's listening in St. Luke's, there was there or was there not a place called Flick, Cutthroat, Cutthroat Lane? Good man, Farragal Barry. I'm sure that's it. I thought it was Flickknife Lane, but Cutthroat Lane actually existed. Maybe three minutes or four minutes walk away from where I am here. Good man, Fergal. I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember. Another one that frightened the life out of me for obvious reasons. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Oh, Torrey Top Road. Mary, Trees. Hi. How are you? I'm not happy. You're listening to Own Lettuce, yes?
16: I was listening to Own Lettuce. We've been on a few times. We've had a revised plants in the library on Tuesday. Yes. How did, did they make any changes? They made a few changes. Um, they said about a bit of parking for the shops across the road, but they still wanted to keep the roundabout. Uh, they still wanted to get rid of the roundabout, sorry. And um, we weren't happy with the revised tent and remain concerned about the cycle lane. Now, an example is outside the Tory Top Bar. They extended the footpath, so any cars or arty trucks from Aldi's that gone up the road or vice versa, they were crashing into the footpath. They want to remove our trees on the Torrey Top Road side to make room for a cycle lane, which the engineers on another on the meeting we had Thursday night had admitted that there's hardly no bikes going up the road. Ben yeah. Boyer was there and he had said that for the schools, I have still see in all the years that I'm living in Torrey Top Road a child going up a bike with a heavy school bag or a teacher, for that matter, with a rucksack and a laptop on the back of their on, on, on the, on, in the rucksack. Yeah. We're, we're still not happy with what's going on.
5: Is there anything that you will put up with, Mary?
16: What we have said is this ever crossing the schools that we're fighting for, yes, that's, we had no problem with that because they were fighting for that for, for years. Um, we had voted... <laughs> Uh, and honestly, on Thursday night that we do not want to cycle lane. It doesn't serve its purpose. There's hardly no bike going up the road. And what ones are are delivery at weekends. We have too much to lose. We have, on the side of the grotto, we lose parking, residents parking, and they're telling us in the graveyard that you won't be able to park for a funeral. We have too much going on from Torrey Top Road. Yeah. We have, on the side of Torrey Top Bar, we have the roads that are going down ongoing roads that we've been told on the other side that we have to park across the way where there's normally two cars for every household so they have to go to the local roads we have matches we have the shops we have the library we have the school on that side of the road and the road they want to stop the parking we have the community centre the daycare centre and on top of that they want to get rid of a roundabout that's serving its purpose stop Residents from Parkin and Yuba Graveyard, and we have a large elderly community that will be using all those facilities, and they will find that very hard. They want to cut trees for that. It, it, it's ridiculous. The yeah. residents group, we do not agree with it. We had voted on Thursday night not to go ahead with yeah. the cycling.
5: Let me bring in Joe Gorman. Stay there, Mary. Joe, you were at that meeting the other night. Where are you? Good morning.
18: Good morning, PJ. Yes, I was at that meeting and um I'm on the, in the same boat as Mary. Um, you know uh everything that she just said, um I, I'm in agreement with. Um we have an aging community up there in, in Tory Top Road. And a certain lady that was up in the um in the library when they brought in the revised plans the other day. She voiced her concerns about not being able to get to the shops because she needs her car to get to the shops. Mm-hmm. She needs to go to the graveyard to to, 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 to to grieve and what have you. You can see a few prayers at are brother's um, right grave or whatever the case may be. And she's saying that the council are discriminating against the elderly people hey? in favour of people on bikes. <coughs> so that's, that's a good when you consider that Balifie Han has... Uh, An all the population um, than anywhere else, the, the average, um, average age anywhere else in the country, believe yes. it or believe it not. And, you know, it, it, this is not what we want. I mean, this track going up, it's a raised cycle track that's going to be outside people's houses, right? And people have to negotiate the pavement, they have to negotiate the cycle track, and then they have to negotiate cars, which are parked either side of the drive, and then live traffic. And it's, it, it's a health and safety issue as well. They've, yeah. they've amended the plans and they've put um, kind of diagonal, um, you know, kind of like 45-degree parking spaces outside the shops on the upper Top Road. And I said to the engineer, I said, well, how are you going to negotiate these parking spaces? He said, well, you have to reverse in and drive out. I said, that's not human nature. I said, human nature is people will drive in Universal. and reverse out and reverse out onto light like, traffic. Yeah. And you know, and all this, you see, the advantages of this cycle lane and we've been told by the engineers that there's hardly any cycles at the moment coming up any bikes coming up Torrey Top Road at all. I mean, the advantages of this cycle track does not outweigh the disadvantages that it's causing to businesses and residents and everyone else, you know, the mothers dropping their kids off to school and the whole lot, PJ. It's an absolute nonsense.
5: Like, like we are we, being told, Joe, that for the environment and for the betterment of our own health and everything like that, we need to cycle more. We need to take more buses. We need to get cars off the road and cycle more.
18: PJ, we are not in the centre of Cork City, OK? We're a residential area. Yeah. And the Green Party, in their wisdom, right, wanted to take down 12 trees on the southern side of Toy Top Road when a Green Party um, member came on the radio yesterday morning to complain about the trees that they took down out in the CUH. Yeah. No, and they're telling us that they all died. How convenient they all died. Well, we don't right? know
5: that. All we got this, from this, the CUH was end of life. So we don't know.
18: have they're proposing to take down 1,500 trees in Cork City with this uh, travel thing that they got, right? Uh, and the bus connect between that, right? Between one and, and the other. 1,500 trees in Cork. I mean, what, what do the Green Party represent? Do they represent the people? Or is it have they got just their own agenda? I mean, these people are elected by the people, right? All these councillors and what have you, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the people that put these people into power, right? And they should listen to the people. We had a meeting up in, up, up, up in the library or up in the community centre, like, like Mary said earlier, yeah. and it was a, in, an overall majority, right? There were three or four active cyclists at that meeting, okay? And even they were against it. Like, Joe,
5: and, what we're being told by the people behind Bus Connects and Active Travel, because they're all kind of intermingling, interming- let
18: me cut across you there, right? Sure. Bus Connect, bus connect is a totally different thing. When we went into the City Hall to look at the plans, right, for cycle lanes around Cork, right? there was no plan for a cycle lane up Tory Top Road. This is some figure that some guy got into his head and said, oh, yeah, we'll put one up Tory Top Road. Well, this cycle lane, may I tell you, goes from nowhere to nowhere, because it doesn't connect up to any other cycle in. Well
5: put, well well put. No, as I said to you, I'm, I'm, I'm just they've, they've said that all these meetings, that every time there's a meeting, that they'll go back and redraw and redraw until such time as there's a meeting where everyone says, right, go on ahead. Do you think there's anywhere, right. any chance of that happening?
18: Well, let me ask you one question. Do we live in a democratic society, or do we not? Everybody up in that meeting the other night, on a show of hands, everybody, not one person, was for that cycle lane. Right. Now, you can, have, you can have revised plans, revised plans, revised plans. Sorry, you are you devi- saying, Joe,
5: that, the re- that, that they don't want the cycle lane in any shape or form?
18: We don't want it, PJ, because right. the thing is, right... They, they, they aim to take down 12 trees on the side where the cycle lane is going, right? There are elderly people living in those houses on okay. that side of the road, okay. and they have to get their cars out of the drive. And they put those drives in there at their own expense, by the way. You know, and they're coming yes, out onto yes. live traffic, and, you know, they have to negotiate the pavement, like I said earlier, they have to negotiate negotiate the, the cycle track, mm-hmm. negotiate power cars, and then live traffic. Oh, then sure. I, know, I, know the, the,
5: I know the place well, I, and... and uh... <laughs> Trying to put a big, heavy, raised cycle lane in there, it's a major operation. But you can see why people are so upset and get not being able to park outside the graveyard, not being able to park outside the shop.
18: Absolutely, and, and people, people, people have their backs up as well because look, they're, they're, they're rejigging the junction below, okay. And what they're doing, they came in under the radar and they've put the cycles track, they've started it outside the 40 Top pub, right? Getting ready now for the next phase. Tory Top Road. I mean, who the hell do they think they are, PJ? They were elected by the people, right, to represent the people, right? Mm -hmm. Not themselves and their own green agenda or whatever bloody agenda they might think they have. And
15: And
5: the the message I think what you're getting is, I think the message I'm, I'm hearing from you and from Mary and others I've spoken to about this, and I don't think it's as emotive anywhere as I found it to be on Tory Top Road. Maybe I'm wrong. We just don't want this end of discussion
18: yes we are not against cyclists we are far from it this is the wrong place for it TJ right you know come back in 15 20 years the dynamics might have changed Valley behind might be a younger community we have an aging population they have a right to live just like all the rest of us okay they okay. have a right to live and they have a right to carry out their lives. They have a right to drive a motor car up to the shop or to the graveyard or over to Aldi's or wherever they want to go. You know, they have a right to get into their car on a winter's morning or a winter's evening and go to the shop. They have that right, just like cyclists have rights. But we are, we are a community, right, a residential area. We are not in the middle of town. Yes. yes. And people need, people need to listen to us. These engineers from the city hall, right, we have nothing against them, right? You know they're doing their job, but they can't keep coming back with revised plans, revised plans, revised plans, and more revised plans. Because you're never because going to
5: accept a cycle lane.
18: No, we are not, and it is not democratic. Okay. Look, we have public meetings up in Belhaven Community Centre and have a show of hands of 140, 50 people that were up there the other night, right? And everybody against the cycle lane,
9: okay. and they
14: keep
18: and they keep on coming back. I mean, what are they doing? Just you know beating our heads off a wall or what like, like, or we
5: beating our heads off a wall. I mean, what's the story like you know what I mean, it's mad. Oh, Joe, I get the emotion. I do. Um, and I have to say the Tory, the people of the Tory top Road Ballyfahan area, they are totally opposed to this. and then they went back and they had a redraw, and they're still totally opposed to it. Up that Tory top hill, they just do not want a cycle lane in any shape or form because of the way it'll disrupt parking and traffic. For the elderly population. Thanks, Joe. I've no doubt we'll come back to it. No doubt in my mind. Cutthroat Lane is right next to O'Keefe's shop in St. Luke's. Isn't that Brown's Lane? Behind Nosey's. In that case, what was the one down, down in St. Luke's then? Um, was that Flickknife Lane? I'm almost convinced there was. Cutthroat is right next to O'Keefe's shop. Oh, I know where you are now. I know exactly where you are now. I do, I do. Cutthroat Lane is right. Good man. You see, I'm confused. Oh, eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. John and Cove says, we have the Green Party in power and we have trees being cut down nationwide and either replaced with concrete and tar for cycle lanes or with much smaller trees or mature trees shipped in from somewhere else. I thought these people were all plugged in to the enlightened people of Europe who knew how to fix things. None of it sounds very green to me And then cycle lanes are a joke I was walking in Mahan yesterday I was nearly knocked down by two bikes Coming behind me They were cycling on the path And the cycle lane was empty over the road And the road wasn't even busy That's from Jan On scary place names Yeah, there <laughs> there was one always used to get me And <laughs> I, I, I couldn't listen to I couldn't hear it on the radio You'd hear it in a traffic report Because I think it's in Dublin somewhere up the country anyway, whatever it is. The one I could never listen to. Every time I heard it on the radio, I cringed a little bit. I mean, who in their right mind called a place Hackballs Cross?
4: Simon Murdoch and the best music mix. Weekdays from midday on Cork's 96FM. An
2: international pop star, I want to send you to see her twice. Once in Cork, in a pub
5: and also Dublin at the 3 Arena. Tell you more from 12 here on Cork's 96FM. Last chance to get in on this today. We'll be doing it every day this week. So you've lots more chances. Here on Cork's 96FM teaming up with Cork Dental Care Union Key. Uh, Philips Zoom Home Whitening Kit to give you Every day, So as well as the bling, you'll have know, the best gnashers at the Christmas party. Cork Dental Care, helping you achieve an award-winning smile. More on CorkDentalCare.com. So who is this Corkman who made us smile?
9: Well, this is a virtual hug for you. I have it because cause of the coronavirus.
5: Identify him. Give me your name, 083-396-96-96. We'll pick one before we finish. Joan, someone came to your rescue. Morning. Good morning. What happened?
3: <laughs> I got punctured. Where? At Dylan's Cross. Right. Just as I came through the traffic lights last night about 10 o'clock. Okay. Coming from bingo.
5: Right. Where was the bingo on?
3: The sunbeam. They call it the sunbeam, but it's above, above the fox and hounds in behind the littles there. All oh, right. Okay. It's oh, yeah. a big session, is it? Closed to be better if you could win, but I that's
5: beside the (laughs) find. So there was a few of you in the car, was there?
3: Yes, there was four of us. And unfortunately, I had forgotten my phone at home so I could ring nobody. Right. Right. Now, luckily, one of the women with me had a phone and she contacted her son. But while her son was on her way up, we emptied out the back of the car to get out the spare wheel. Yeah. A lot of people passed. A lot of dirty looks. (laughs) Now, Okay. You can't be selective where you get your puncture. Okay. On a double yellow line by the traffic light. Oh uh, and I'm sure I was preventing the buses from getting into the airspace because a couple of the buses had to pull in behind me to let their passengers off.
5: Were you mortified, John?
3: <sighs> Keep the head out and say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, eventually a gentleman, I think there was a lady in the car, but I'm not sure, passed. And I think, I'm not sure, I think to the limit registered car. Yeah. And he moved in, and he came to our rescue. Right. Now, while this was happening, as I say, the other lady's son was on his way up from Black Rock to us, and the people that were living in the corner house had probably had heard the commotion, and himself and his wife came out to us and by the time oh, by the time the the lad from Black Rock arrived, yeah. we had the wheel lifted up and ready to go fair, fair. so no that was okay. I want to say thanks very much to them. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the man in the white car, when everything was sorted out and he had sh- his job done, yeah. he went away.
5: You never got his was, name?
3: No. And furthermore, my problem is he had given me a torch to shine the torch on the light on the wheels so that they could see what they were doing. Right. He was gone, and I'm still here with my torch.
5: Oh, don't tell me you you still have his torch.
3: And I still have his torch. <laughs> now this is if he's listening, he'll know who he is. He have my number. Would he contact you? And i get in contact with him and give him back his torch.
5: <laughs> Bit of chivalry, though. It was nice. Oh, love
3: it. But those are the joys of life.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and you always get it. There's always still a gentleman around.
5: Yeah, and so you have his torch.
3: I have his torch, but I haven't his name or I don't know who he is.
5: Right, right. He was driving a white car. What time oh, was this, Joan?
3: About 10, o- about 10 o'clock last 10 o'clock night at Dylan's Cross.
5: Right, and there was four women in the car. Who yes. else was in the car with you?
3: Three other ladies and myself. I see. I see. Yeah.
5: And you were taking them all home. You were the designated yes. driver. Yes. Yeah.
3: Right. We, right. the four of us, which we, we paddle our own canoe, we paddle together. Good. There's Good. usually five of us there, but last night there was one of them missing. I see. I see. But that, So uh-huh. if that gentleman is listening, and if he wants his to torch back, and say he have my number. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let him contact you and and. Um, I get in contact with him
5: right. and return his torch so, to him. So, so Dylan's crossed half ten or ten, oh, o'clock, last ten o'clock last night ten last o'clock night. last night. And he was in a white car. What what so he stopped to aid the, some ladies who had a punch her and all. So she has your torch. She has your torch and she let him give it back to you. So if you contact us we'll get in touch with her. Or if anyone knows who he is. Thanks for that, Joan. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. On trees. This came in during the morning. I was walking with my happy. I was walking with my three small kids in Farron Woods. We were walking down the narrow path to go and see Santa's reindeer. My five-year-old was running ahead of us, and all of a sudden, this huge branch came crashing down from a tree. It literally missed my son's head by inches. I was really shaken because if it had hit him. Sure, our lives would have been changed forever. The tree it fell from was higher than a house, so it came down at an awful speed. My husband picked it up and moved it to the side. It was rotten, red rotten. It broke up into two large pieces when it hit the ground. I, con- I will contact the Farron Woods people to let them know. Other than that, it had a great day. The sun was shining and the kids had a ball at the playground and feeding carrots to Rudolph. And that's just from a concerned mum. You see, if that's why they were cutting down the trees outside CUH, because they were going rotten, then you could understand that. But we still don't know. And over the weekend, someone was saying that they were thinking about those trees and why they're so important to people. It's a really emotive issue because a lot of people will talk to you about, you know, end-of-life moments or important moments at CUH where they were able to look out and see the trees. And people are upset about them. I remember actually, now that you think of it, I remember being in hospital one time with my dad. He was in after some surgery or other. And he was in COH, I think it was heart surgery he'd had. And they moved him to a pie where he could see place where he could see out the window during his recovery. And he loved just sitting looking out, watching or looking at the trees. So yeah, that's nice. That's a nice thought, and the people are upset by the, the removal of those trees. On Kian Ducro, those song, that song is amazing, PJ. I'm so glad to hear it being played on 96FM. Kian is such a great talent, and one of our own. Thank you, says Phil. Someone telling me Rory Gallagher had a top ten album, but not a single. Yeah, we can't find another Cork person who actually had a top ten single in the UK. A couple more things on cycle lanes which I will come back to but let me see what we can do here
9: what? Well this is a virtual hug for you I have it because cause of the coronavirus
5: Amy Ryan
9: Hi PJ in, I'm so excited. In
5: Cove Who's that? It's
16: Adam King I'll never who, forget hearing who, his voice on the toy show
5: Who else but the wonderful <laughs> Adam King uh, You've never won anything before?
16: No, no, not on this show. Never well, well you're
5: the proud owner now of a Philips Zoom home whitening kit from Cork Dental Care. Oh, I can't right. believe it. I'm
16: delighted. You're Thank
18: our, you so
5: much. You're our daily winner, first of, uh, of the week. Amy, I'll put you back onto to there so you can sort the rest of it out. Thanks very much. Well done to you. Have, I'll get you one of the cycle lanes ones. I'll tell you why there's so much hatred for cycle lanes. It's because people associated with all the cyclists on footpaths in town. It mightn't be fair, but that's the way it is. The government needs to enforce rules on cycling on pavements. There's no love there for cycling. Uh, Cycle lanes in certain parts of town and cycling on pavements does not help your case. Cyclists? That's it. Programme edited by Eime O'Hay, Produced and researched by Fergal Barry. See you tomorrow just after nine.
12: Why did the police get to riot early? Then I to beat the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's very good. (laughs) What's big and green and would kill
5: you if it fell out of a tree? A snooker table. (laughs) Um, What's the best thing about Switzerland? I I don't know either, but their flag is a big plus. (laughs)
2: Hey, Victoria. Yeah. Why is Four a coward? Dunno. Because he's too (laughs) squirreled. Casey and Ross in the morning. Get into gear for 2023 with No DC Cars Blackpool. Skoda's sales dealer of the year. Open 24 7 at nodc.com. Cooks 96 FM.